Good morning, everyone. Good morning to you. What a beautiful morning. Oh, yeah. Can't wait to start the day. Right. Mm. I was about to say, who who is uh, has kidnapped Howard's body? I'm He's trying. starting off with a pleasant day greeting. <laughs> I'm trying. I'm trying to be a radio announcer. Good morning, everybody. How are you? Uh, <laughs> It's a beautiful day outside, and hope you're getting your morning started off just right. Heyo! I mean, heyo! <laughs> yeah. Hey now. Yeah, motherfucker. Oh, where to begin? It's gonna take me a little while. What the hell? Lower the sound. That sound. My head was exploding. There's something you could hear that shouldn't I be was, there. I uh, was yelling. Uh, yeah, I uh, was up late last night uh, watching Idol. I like to watch Ugh. it live. I like. <laughs> I didn't see the whole thing. Well, then how could you sleep? You turned it off? I turned it off at around... Gee, the microphone's making a lot of noise. I don't know. It's a little distracting. But, uh, yeah, I turned it off around 10 p.m. I, I was watching the kids' uh, audition, trying to... Uh, Imagine myself as a judge on that show and what I might say. It, it, it oh, became God. clear to me on American Idol, the judges, by the time the kids get into the live competition, they have the to kids. be totally positive, even if someone's completely off key. <laughs> I really do think I'm required. Really? They on have all to of these just shows. say that was great. Yeah. They, they're only positive and encouraging because America is voting and then it would seem like you're going to mess up the vote for these kids or something. Uh-huh. And if they've made it that far, I think the philosophy is that they're, they're talented. I mean, some people Leave really it to the fucked public. it up. Yeah. yeah. First of all, if I was a judge on that show, I would be honest. As you know, I've, I've done this type of work before. I would just be like, that wasn't good. I don't know what to tell you. You picked the wrong song. What these kids don't realize is, and this is something I know from being in radio and some doing some television work. When you have music on television, it's always bad. If you, you know, we get a lot of comments on our radio show, how good the musicians sound. We spent about 15 years ago, we, we, we sat in a room and came up with a plan on how to make musicians sound good when they performed in our studio. And we worked on it for over a year. And uh, if you notice, we have it down. Now, it took a lot of work and a lot of money to get it right. But when musicians come on our show, they sound good. Now, the problem with American Idol is when these kids use the band, the house band, it always sounds awful. If you notice, the kids who just come out there with a guitar and sing, they'll always win. The more instruments you add in and the more background singers you add in, you will sit, you will be horrible. America won't vote for you. Because it, the television compresses the sound so much that these kids are yelling over the instrumentation. Not Sometimes only that, they I can't even hear them to distinguish their voice from the music. That's right. That's because of the nature of sound on television and the way it's recorded. And also, it's not set up for for. Um, it's not set up properly for you at home to hear it. Sometimes maybe the people in the audience are screaming and yelling and you think, oh, my God, and they're, they're standing up and applauding and you go, that was horrible. It's because they're hearing something different in the theater. So uh, the people at home and then all of a sudden you see the people at home don't vote for them. If you're going to perform on American Idol, you have to perform with just your guitar, possibly maybe one other instrument. 
That's it. Or you'll lose. That's the you'll wisdom see. you have brought us today. Oh, I got a lot of wisdom. I'm a top-notch judge. When I was on America's Got Talent, I was top-notch. I, I give myself an A+. Plus. Is that right? That's right. President I don't do Trump. that a lot. You know, Robin, when I paint, I, I go, I'm a horrible painter. When I, I'm very down on myself. But when I was a judge, I was very good. You were really good as a judge. And there were times I had to be a phony. Because some of the people were so pathetic, you knew they'd like they'd kill themselves if they got a bad, uh, you know, sometimes you had to kind of temper what you were saying, especially with young children. You have to. You see a little kid's in there. What are you going to do? You suck. <laughs> but uh, I watched. Now, the, 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 the person that deserves to win American Idol, again, I didn't see all the performances, but I've been following it all season. And the winner should be a woman named Leah Marlene. She has a pure voice. She's a, she's cuckoo, like she's wacky. But when she stands still and behaves herself and sings and doesn't do weird hand mo- movements, she almost looks like um presentable. <laughs> almost and I presentable. Would, and I would, yeah, almost, <laughs> almost like not weird. And I would say to her, you got to stop being weird. And just sing. You got a beautiful voice and you, you make excellent song choices. Calm the fuck down and behave yourself. That would be my advice. What about that the, girl who left? Did you ever find out why she left? She left because she was super good looking and she could sing and she, they got a hold of her and the lawyer said, what are you crazy? You actually got a shot at being in the business because she writes her own songs too. They said, if you sign the contract with American Idol, you might as well sign your children away, too, (laughs) because it's such a bad contract. Wow. You know, they get a hold of you and they sink their hooks into you like they own your life. Um, So she just went off because she can start a career on her own without that help. Now, Leah Marlene last night sang a Bob Dylan song. She did it, you know, sometimes those Bob Dylan songs can get tedious. But she did a good job. And the week before, I thought she was going to get thrown out. She did Happy Together by the Turtles. I love the Turtles. I love that song. It's a good, feel-good song. But Jesus Christ, don't sing that on American Idol. Imagine you and me. (laughs) There's no way to make that good. But the, you know what I'm saying? I know those guys. I, I got you. I hear what you're saying. Yeah. Even the turtles, I don't think, sing it anymore. <laughs> I think they retired that <laughs> they song. They don't want to sing it. They don't want to sing it. It's a good song. Don't get me wrong. It's just not for American Idol. There's no, there's no gravitas. But the other kid who might, who should, again, I don't know who will win. I told you Leah Marlene deserves to win. She's got the best voice and the most interesting presentation. Are we at that point? Um, are we crowning no. the new American no, Idol? No. Where the, are we? We're at 11. Uh, when I was watching, it was 14 uh, children competing. Okay. Children. I call them children because they're like <laughs> children. Some of them are in their 20s, but they're, they're childish. You understand? And the judges all say the same fucking thing. I don't know what they're talking about. I should prepare a um, presentation. You have finally come into yourself. You understand what I'm saying? You, 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 you presented yourself in a way that we understood who you were. 
know, all I, that I kind love, of bullshit. Lionel Richie's always doing that. I think for the first time I heard you. <laughs> right. Now, I didn't see the well, end of... Who else of, uh, have you been hearing when I'm singing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's crazy talk because they have to keep <laughs> saying the same thing over and over again, complimenting people when they don't do a good job. And... um I could even see Katy Perry sometimes is biting her tongue because she wants to say, you are horrible, but she can't say it. She wants, she doesn't want to be, uh, you know, lynched. So uh, the other person who was very good in terms of uh, maybe has something going on is a, a young boy named uh, Fritz Hager. He did Wonderwall. He did a nice job with it. So that's, that's my take on it. And, you know, I, I have I had problems. Is this important? To me, it is. I, my wife and I watch it. Uh, we we watch it, so it is important. It, it actually, you know what, to, to be serious about your question, Robin, you're right. Only, from what I'm hearing, 5 million people, there, there's 300 some odd people, 300 million people in America. Only 5 million people watch American Idol. And yeah, nowadays, I never hear anybody talking about it. I never I'm the hear, only one. You know, yeah. I'm the only that's one. That's what I'm saying. Like, where, really? Should, you, should we be spending all this time? Well, for the five million who are watching it, I feel I should comment. They'd like to know what I think. So, uh, yes, Fritz Hager, Leah Marlene, they, they, uh, they are my favorites. I didn't see the end of the show. I don't know who was eliminated. I'm, I'm being handed a note. There was a shocking elimination last night, but I, I was, was going to say, how can you even do the show? You must be so worried about who's left. Yes, that's right, Robin. <laughs> I worry. No, uh, it's very hard to be a judge on these shows. For some reason, no one wants to be negative. I'm, I'm willing to be negative. That's why they Isn't hired. Isn't that how Simon made a name for himself? Yeah, you, you know, you, there's nice ways to say. It. I like you could say like this: "You're becoming less bad." <laughs> All right. <laughs> yeah, you, you got to be willing to. Lionel Richie, at least I know, has cre credibility. He's a songwriter. Katy Perry has big hits and a, a tremendous I singer. I think she contributed a few words to some of those songs. She writes. Oh, no, no. She's tremendous. Yeah. But this other, the country guy, never heard of him. I, I'm, I'm pretty well, sure I most of Well, I think he writes all his stuff, too. <laughs> does he? Well, most of, most of the kids on the show are better than him. <laughs> you know how those shows, the judges reek of desperation. If they Like Katy Perry, you know, doesn't need the money. Mm -hmm. And Lionel Richie certainly doesn't. But uh, it's, uh, sometimes a judge, you know, you can tell they they got to be on one of these judging shows. There were certain right. people. I don't know if I should name them by name, but I think you know who they are. I think you can tell. Yeah, I think you can tell. Look at America's Got Talent. You can tell who's like fighting uh, on the off season to stay on the show at all. Well, costs. I was thinking willing of, to lower um, their salary, too. Yeah, and I was thinking of some of these other shows. Like, you know, it's one thing to be on American Idol or America's Got Talent. You know, some of these shows with ratings uh, to, you know, they're not the ratings of the Friends or something like that, but they have ratings. Then there are people who are on the the masked singer. Like, that is all wow. desperation. <laughs> Absolutely. If you're a judge on the masked singer, you need that gig. Trust me, no one wants to be on that. <laughs> that means you're kind of like in trouble. I don't but know you if can that's tell. as as the the same as being on Dancing with the Stars, but it's close. 
Yeah, oh yeah. Well, the judges on Dancing with the Stars, they need that gig real bad. You know, no one knows who they are <laughs> without that. I mean, at least with uh with mass singers, some of those people used to have a career. <laughs> um listen, I'm I don't want to talk out of school cuz I was privy to certain discussions. But uh, when I was on America's Got Talent, let's just say there's a couple of people who came to me and said, "I think they're trying to get rid of me." I go, well, "How do you know that?" I heard through the grapevine and they told me I have to take less money next season. Oh boy. I said, tell, I said, tell them to go fuck themselves. What? <laughs> I said, tell them to go fuck themselves. If this is what you're relying on for a career, you're in big trouble anyway. Well, it's, it's good for my, you know, people came to me. They said, what oh, you, you wouldn't tell. Like, I don't you, know. Are you going to talk like, to somebody? <laughs> I think they felt like maybe I'll give up some of my money. I go, I'm, I'm, I'm not giving up a dime. You go fuck yourself. They came to me. Oh, but one season they came to me. They go, uh, listen, Howard, I think it was season three. They go, we're, t- we're asking everyone to take a cut. You know, the, the show didn't do as well. I, I said, come here. Are you out of your fucking mind? You've insulted me. I want to raise. They go, what? I go, I want to raise. Now you've opened up a negotiation with me. Soon as you say you're going to cut my, my salary, I'm now in a negotiate. I want you to give me more money. And they did, <laughs> motherfuckers. They, I mean, well, I said, what are you getting me to pay? Say, make me the only judge. I don't care. Fire them That's all. That's right. Give me all the salaries. <laughs> yeah. Give me all the salaries. I'll sit in all four chairs. I'll, I'll go- wear different hats. Like I'm three different judges. Oh, yeah. Some of them used to come to me. Maybe you'll stand up for us. I like, stand up for you. I don't even know you. I just met you. I don't even know how you got in show business. Some of you. <laughs> Are you kidding me? You got to be kidding me. They'd go, they, 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 they'd start, you got to take a cut. I go, take a cut. You see what? I'm sitting here. I need a raise for talking to these people. <laughs> I'm used to being in a studio just talking to Robin. I, 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 I don't need this. <laughs> they can smell the desperation on you. They try. Oh, they, sure. they, poke, they poke you all the time. Going to cut your salary. I said, cut my salary all you want. I'm not going to be here. And that's why you have those people doing all those wacky things, trying to please these people who might cut their salary and kick them out the door. Oh, yeah. I said, stop. Stop it. I tell them. (laughs) I said, you're trying too hard. They want to cut you, they'll cut you. But, uh, yeah. Oh, a couple of times when I was working on America's Got Talent, they they pulled me aside. You know, by the way, you're not going to be working with this crew the next season. We this is who we're bringing in. They tell me the names. I said, I don't care who's sitting there. <laughs> Put anyone you want in those chairs. What do I care? But didn't they and always then, keep the same people? Uh, always. After it all always that? fell apart because as soon as they started talking money, <laughs> everyone those always people disappeared. Worth. Yeah. They give me some names. It was some exciting names. But then they heard the salary. They all ran away. <laughs> you know. I was uh, I was laughing my ass off. You know. Well, I can tell on that show. They, they say, Luke, Katy Perry is paid $25 million a season on um, American Idol. And she's laughing all the way to the bank. She's probably like, I can't, I died and went to heaven. 25 million. I don't have to go out on tour. I can sit here and tell people they're wonderful. That's right. They say Luke Bryan reportedly makes 12 million a season. Don't believe it. Don't even believe it. You don't think he makes that much? No. 
Are you kidding? He pays them twelve million a season to be on that show. <laughs> He's paying them. That's right. Yeah, that's right. I think that's what they got it wrong. <laughs> I mean, he seems like a nice guy. Don't get me wrong. I just don't know who he is. Never heard of him. Well, you're not a country fan. I I no. don't know who he is either. I, I, listen, I enjoy country music. I never heard of him. I didn't, I like didn't um, know Blake I like Brandy. Shelton before he did uh, the voice. I, I still don't know who that guy is. I don't know what he does. <laughs> it's unbelievable. You don't have to pay him anything. Why would they pay him twelve million dollars? Same with Lionel Richie. I think he'd do it for free. I think yeah, Lionel likes to have some place to go. He seems right. very happy to be there. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I thought I thought Lionel Richie had died. I didn't know he was still around. <laughs> they, they revived him. Suddenly, he's uh, you know, he's somebody again. Oh, I used to laugh at those negotiations on America's Got Talent. I mean, everyone was, there wasn't one time, nobody went up in salary. They kept cutting them. Oh, that's not the way it's supposed to go. You had a bunch of disgruntled judges at the start of the season, I'll tell you that. <laughs> By the way, you know, did I you hear see about... Heidi Klum's daughter? Yeah, yeah, She's Leanie. now a model. Well, listen, whatever she is. All I know is that kid used to take my seat. I would, I, they used to have me shooting outdoors at night and Heidi yeah. would bring her, you know, listen, it's the annoying brood. enough. Yes. It's yeah. late at night. You've been doing this dumb show for a fucking full day. All of a sudden, Heidi goes, Oh, kids are here. Oh, my kids. Oh, kids are here. And I go, Oh, fuck. Heidi's kids are here. And there's like 10 of them. Well, I know what it was. The other job, what's her name? The one from the Spice Girls. She oh, had like Mel 10 B, kids. Yes. Mel B had like a bunch of kids and Heidi had she a bunch, had a of bunch kids. too. <laughs> yeah. And then be all of a sudden own kids and, uh, and all the other kids were there. And like one day I'm like, like it's I'm fucking tired. I'm not getting any younger. And I, I go to sit down and all of Heidi's kids are like climbing all over my chair. And I'm like, fuck this. And Heidi goes, Oh, look, my kids in your chair. And like, she doesn't like tell them that's in, inappropriate that I'm working. So cute, she, yes. Like, whatever the kids want. It's like one of those moms, like, okay, you haven't spent all day with your kids, so I'll let them do whatever the fuck they want so they'll love me. Yeah, I always got the feeling that was the one time that that day they were seeing her. Oh, my God. I mean, listen, I don't know, but I couldn't figure out when she was seeing these kids. I mean, un, she un, was during, busy, uh, busy, busy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, mommy has to do publicity now. <laughs> publicity? You better go home and make dinner. A oh, fuck. Oh, God. I remember those kids climbing all over my chair. And I'm like, I got to fucking sanitize. But I mean, kids have germs. This is before COVID, you know. Yeah, I know. I know. The kids, you know, good looking kid. Don't get me wrong. Very lovely. But uh, I didn't interact with them. I, I had as little interaction as I could. <laughs> you know, people with their kids, they think you care. Oh, look, my kids. I, when I saw her. I thought, oh, I wonder if Howard has any recollection of her. Yeah, I have a recollection of her being in my chair when I wanted <laughs> to sit down. I was going to sit right down on her kids <laughs> with my fat ass. Jesus. Yeah, an equalizer beats um, American Idol in the rings. Yeah. yeah. 
We should be equalizer. talking about the plot of the Equalizer, not American. Idol. I stopped watching the Equalizer. I couldn't take it anymore. I, and I love uh, Queen Latifah. You put her in a comedy or something. But Jesus Christ, who believes she's going to beat someone up? I, I, I hung in there for the entire. Uh, I must have watched fifteen or sixteen of them, <laughs> and uh, I, I couldn't take it anymore. It was ridiculous. They never show her beating up a guy because no one believes that. Like, all of a sudden, a guy comes in, he comes in with a gun. Two seconds later, he's laying on the floor. You don't even see what Queen Latifah did. <laughs> and I'm going to listen. I've had Queen Latifah on the show. I love her, but not, not, not as the equalizer. Denzel Washington is the equalizer. Wow, was he good. You could believe he'd beat the shit out of someone. Karate. Don't ask what he would do. He walks in a room, three young guys. He, I don't know, he looks over the room and he figures out in, in six seconds he can break their fingers. And he does it. In, in Queen Latifah, she doesn't even look over the room, you know, and, and figure she out. She doesn't do all that. She doesn't do any. She doesn't do anything. She doesn't lift her leg to do karate. She doesn't do anything. <laughs> They'd have to get a crane and lift that leg. I mean, it's, 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 I had to stop. I stopped watching it. It killed me. That's like, that's like if you went to see Batman and JD was Batman. Well, I'm are Batman. there some roles? Yeah. When they bring them to you, the, the person themselves should say, no, I'm not good for that role. Yeah. Yeah. You would think the meeting <laughs> would be like Queen Latifah. Are you interested in being the equalizer? No. I don't think anyone's <laughs> going to believe it. Everyone's yes. There's no such thing as no in Hollywood anymore. You want me to be the equalizer? Okay. Okay, sure. I'll be the equalizer. You people are nuts. How much are you going to pay me? <laughs> you you see you see the shape I'm in, right? You, you, okay. All right. Fine. I, I've never I've never fought anyone <laughs> for any reason. <laughs> you sure? You, yeah. I mean, you sure you want me, Queen Latifah, or are you looking for King Latifah? <laughs> I mean, what is this? But, uh, yeah, when I was at America's Got Talent, you, you see you, you see what goes on with the negotiation. And uh, you could smell the desperation. But, you know, look, can I tell you? So I stopped watching Queen Latifah as uh, the equalizer because, yeah. you know, I mean, I, I was watching. I go, what's next? Stephen Hawking as the Flash? <laughs> I mean, what are we doing? Right? What's next? Uh, they're, they're making, uh, I don't know if you heard this. This is this might come as a shock to people, and I'm, I'm so thrilled about it. They're making a third Equalizer movie with Denzel Washington, and it's supposed to come out next summer. I love it because oh, Denzel's no, he's like an, great, yeah. He's an Uber driver. And, of course, you know, most people drive an Uber. They don't see that crazy stuff. Second he starts being an Uber driver. Suddenly, a bunch of guys are loading in a woman that they just, like, gang-raped. And, of course, he's like, uh, well, okay, I'm going to go beat the shit out of these guys. You know what I Fabulous. love about Denzel? Whether he's the equalizer or some other guy, he's always reluctant. He tries to talk him out of, course. of getting he, he involved says, with him. <laughs> he says, listen, I'll give you a chance. Straighten yourself out, and I'm not going to beat you up. They never, they never listen. <laughs> he always beats them up. But, you know, now that uh, Queen Latifah has had so much success as the equalizer, they just uh, put um, 
some I, I don't know if you read this. Uh, they're making a new pretty woman, except Kathy Bates is going to be pretty woman. <laughs> she plays the hooker. And they just cast Danny DeVito as Thor. What? Yes, <laughs> now that's I object. right. They said, they said, why bother with, with, if Queen Latifah could be the equalizer and uh, Peter Dinklage is going to star in the Will Chamberlain story. They just cast him. I read that in uh, The Hollywood Reporter. You know how much I love Peter Dinklage and they, yeah. you know, have this new version of Cyrano that he stars in. Yeah. And I haven't watched it. No, I'm like, I don't, I don't know, know if I it. can watch that. You know, I, I got to hand it to Peter Dinklage. He's a wonderful actor. And, you yes, know, certainly it's a difficult uh, road in Hollywood because when you're uh, a little person, you know, people see you in a limited way. And he's had a pretty distinguished career and he's tried to really elevate uh, the plight of uh, little people and all this. And then I had a laugh because I, the world is so great. They were a Disney or one of them was making um, a movie out of um, Snow White and the Seven Dwarves. Uh -huh. And uh, Peter Dinklage said they shouldn't. What are they doing? I've tried my whole career to elevate it. Now we're going to take a bunch of seven, this is seven dwarves. And he goes, it's insulting and blah, blah, blah. Well, he got such shit from the little people. You know, he used to be the hero of little people. Now the right. little people are like. What the fuck are you talking about, Peter Dinklage? <laughs> That's seven jobs we need just because you're fucking That's making right, it. Because you get these roles doesn't mean we're getting them. Yeah, we don't mind putting those shoes on with the with the fucking curly <laughs> yeah, shoes at the end. Yeah, we can wear some curly shoes with bells on <laughs> yeah. Leave us alone. Right. But uh, ever since Queen Latifah was cast as Equalizer, they, they just cast Liza Minnelli as Wonder Woman. I don't know if you saw that. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, who would win in a fight, Peter Dinklage or Queen Latifah? That'd be an interesting matchup. I'd pay to uh -huh. see that. Mm. You think she could take Peter Dinklage? I think she might be able to, yeah. Yeah. Sure. No. <laughs> Unless he knows karate. I don't know. <laughs> I could see a guy like that pulling a surprise, <laughs> having a few moves. You know right. what I mean? Like, yeah. Like, 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 like chop Queen Latifah's legs down with a karate. <laughs> get on top of her and mess her up i don't know i don't i mean no offense to queen latifah but i don't don't look like she could beat anybody up <laughs> i would just I'm, run from I'm her i'm thinking maybe a little person has you know she has a chance with them <laughs> you bite her ankles and you take her down a couple of notches. <laughs> chop her down like a tree <laughs> yeah, because the way i would fight queen latifah is i just run from her and get her out of breath that's right yeah um, so anyway, let me get to, um, where was I? Let me get to some of this mail because I do want to address a few things on today's show. Uh, some people enjoyed me talking about the Johnny Depp, uh, Amber Heard trial. They liked that, Robin, <laughs> when you and I were talking about it. Uh, the Johnny Depp trial is the greatest gift the Stern show has gotten in quite some time. Howard riffing on dropping a grumpy had me rolling. People seem to enjoy dropping a grumpy as a way to make a duty. Uh, Johnny was right to create that yeah. term. Yeah, don't credit me. Create uh, that, That's <laughs> Johnny Depp who said dropping a grumpy. Um, I heard from a lot of people. Uh, people feel that Johnny Depp is the rational one in this trial, that the woman is a bad woman for some reason. 
I don't know enough about it. I really haven't watched Look, the trial. I just uh, listened to clips. When you see those people, there's no good guy. All right? right. When you hear those stories, there is no good guy. There's one. In other less words, Robin, guy. what you're saying <laughs> is there is no good guy. There is no bad guy. There's just you and me, and we just disagree. Is that what right. you're saying? All right. Johnny Depp's deep intensity as he speaks of a turd in his bed is the most captivating thing I've ever heard. Howard and Robin goofing on the trial had me in hysterics. Uh, Howard playing clips of Johnny talking about Amber dropping a deuce on their bed in his fake British accent is mighty fine entertainment. I want to hear those crazy text transcripts read by High Pitch Eric. Okay. It was funny, funny because you know, I was, you know, when Johnny was, when you were playing the, the clips of Johnny trying to get out that there was a turd in his bed. Yes. It reminded me of Marlon Brando. I said, he's really evoking Marlon Brando for this. Yeah, he had a troubled life, Marlon Brando. There was always drama. Yeah. You're right. Yeah. Um, by the way, uh, with all the shocking revelations during the defamation trial, uh, we, we know that women, uh, let's face it, it is a man's world. Women are still ready to fuck Johnny Depp at a drop of a hat because oh, we went out on the street. Oh, there's going to be a line. He's not going to, you know, no. suffer. He's not going to be alone. We went out on the street to see if any of this has changed women's opinions of Johnny Depp, and you can guess what happened. Amber Heard has accused Johnny Depp of abuse. As a woman, does that change your opinion of Johnny at all? He could beat my ass any day. <laughs> Absolutely. You'd let him beat you up? Yeah, a little bit. Absolutely. Do you think Amber Heard's telling the truth, or is she just trying to bleed Johnny dry? Yep, she's just trying to bleed him dry. Nope. She's just for his money. I don't think Johnny would do that. The only thing he's going to beat is his pussy. What's your message to Amber Heard? Your loss. Dirty cunt. Your loss. Wow. Well, public opinion not going Amber Heard's way. Uh, Even with the ladies. I hope she's, you know, not expecting that this is going to be good for her career. Right. Many fans are upset with me, which you're not even allowed to be. What did you do? It's the Howard Stern Show, and you're supposed to be just a fan. Never be upset with me over anything I say, but the fans came down on me after I got upset with Richard for sending me a sympathy card about my parents. <laughs> I wasn't upset with them. Uh, you're misunderstanding. I'm trying to teach the boy some manners. He sent me a sympathy card. My parents are alive. <laughs> um, anyway, you wrote, poor Richard. He's such a sweet guy, and the idea of sending Howard a card was a nice gesture. Yes, of course it is. Man, did Howard miss the mark on that one. Give Richard a break. Oh, stop it. Give him a break. I gave him a break. Guy was living in a, in a, in a shithole, and I, I gave him a job. These people done that? want Richard to be inappropriately sending out sympathy cards for the rest of his life. Right. He'll never know that that's the, what you do when people die. Howard, Richard was trying to do a nice thing, be a mensch. Richard is too much of a lovable idiot to get mad at. You should apologize. Okay, sure, that'll happen. Lovable Sorry. idiot? Didn't he have a higher IQ than uh, he had uh, a Sal? High, he had a fairly high IQ. Yeah. yeah, he had a pretty good IQ. Uh, after talking about Walmart, Walmart food courts, we got into a discussion about the buffet restaurant Golden Corral. <laughs> Richard stories. Thank you. <laughs> and Richard's stories specifically seem to discuss the listeners. When someone as historically gross as Richard Christie goofs on you for your buffet behavior, you have a real fucking problem.
Mm. Was no one else repulsed at the thought of Richard sticking those filthy hands into the chocolate fountain at Golden Corral? That's so nasty. Even the spider in Richard's ear was grossed out. Uh, I'm hoping Golden Corral will ban Richard from going there. <laughs> this one just says the Golden Corral talk was hilarious. There you go. I've never been to one. Don't know what's going on, but I got a good idea. No, there's some places that I drive by and it's just like, don't go there. And a Golden Corral is one of them. As nice as really? the name is, the the whole decor of the place, you know, like it looks like a log cabin. It looks like bad things are happening. <laughs> well, uh, listen, I, I've never been, but I, I would probably go. I've, I've been to uh, buffets and had a good time. Uh, by the way, Robin, to answer your question, Sal had the lowest IQ on the staff. Richard was 117. Not bad. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, then I talked about Hallmark movies yesterday, that I want them to be as unrealistic as possible. I only want to see hot people. By the way, I was watching one yesterday, uh, and it was a good-looking girl and a very good-looking guy, and I was happy what to see was that. It? I mean, you don't remember the names of these No, I, Nothing has fact, ever been, like, the greatest thing you've ever seen. I had to make phone calls, so uh, I only saw, like, ten minutes, but I was like, oh, <laughs> finally, some good-looking people, you know. They didn't look like Sasquatch. I agree with Howard. Hallmark movies should have only uh, should only feature hot people. Those Hallmark Christmas movies are where all the hottest TV actresses from my childhood get to get put out to pasture. Exactly. Yes. They were formerly good looking. I told you that's where art goes to die. <laughs> Hallmark <Yes>. Channel. <laughs> Howard, have you ever thought? Of producing a Hallmark Channel movie as a goof. I'd love to see a Christmas rom-com starring Benji or High Pitch Eric. You're missing the point. I'm telling you, that's not what I want to see. I want to see good-looking people in rom-coms. I think you could have your own special hour. You know, the Howard Stern Hallmark movie. Because mm. you know the formula. Well, I would find the two best-looking people and put them in it. That's right. All the time. You know, I always noticed that uh, Woody Allen would always get the the most uh, beautiful Attractive. starlet of the moment. Of course. Of course. To star he in knows. his films. Why not? You know why? Because no one cares if ugly people find love. It's not fun <laughs> to watch on film. <laughs> well, you don't care. I would care. <laughs> By the way, I made the point yesterday that the acting in these Hallmark movies is on level with porn i mean it's that bad and i said I robin gonna i'm say, gonna what acting what are you talking yeah, exactly about? i'll play a Even little game with you the set is fake <laughs> i'm gonna play you either a scene from a porno or from a hallmark movie i'll see if you can tell the difference you ready but i do think you know how the porn is always shot in one room one room is the office another room right. is you know like they get some house somewhere and that's the whole set that looks like you know the hallmark model too all right, here's a clip from a movie. Is it a porn movie? Or is it a Hallmark movie of the week? Or whatever. I knew right. we shouldn't have gotten married in his hometown. Why we shouldn't have just stayed where we lived. And, and now the groom is going to be late to his own wedding? I mean... Adrian, even if he's late, you guys will still be able to get married. It'll, it'll still work out. I knew this was going to happen. Something like this always happens. Was that a porn or a Hallmark movie? I pray that that's porn. 
Are you sure? How could I be sure? <laughs> <laughs> That's the sad part. You're not sure. <laughs> yes, you're right. That is a porn. That is a scene from MissLick.com titled <laughs> Sexy Bride Licked by Her BFF and Squirts. Oh it stars Abigail Mack as a maid of honor who ends up fucking the bride. It's a, I actually watched it. It's pretty good. It's two uh, chicks. The groom doesn't show up, and the friend is trying to console the bride. She's like, oh, my God. And then she starts touching her leg, and then she go, and she lifts up her wedding dress and goes down on her. She's not even wearing well, pants. Did, did the bride cheer up after that? Uh, well, you tell me. Listen. I'm your maid of honor. I'm here to support you in whatever you decide to do. You say you haven't squirted in years, but that's something we need to figure out. Oh, fuck. Oh, I love so much. Oh. Mimi, come here, Mimi, oh. come here. Right there. I'm so oh. close. I'm so close. Oh. Yes. 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 Oh. Yes. Oh. Oh. We got over oh, that groom God. real quick. <laughs> All right. Porn or home Hallmark movie? Well, that was more fun than I thought it'd be. Yeah, it was fun. Hey, listen, you, you want to go grab a bite? You know, looking at all that food made me hungry. Wait a minute. That wasn't much of a clip. <laughs> well, listen, I mean, what am I going to do? <laughs> all right. What did you say? Porn or Hallmark movie? That's your choice. I got to think that um, I'm leaning porn, but I want to say Hallmark. I'm going to say Hallmark. It's a Hallmark movie. Very good. <laughs> Movie's called South Beach Love. It's a story about... Uh, uh, who cares what it is? It's a Hallmark yeah. movie. Yeah. <laughs> I'll give you one more. All right, here you go. Hallmark movie or porn? You've been a single woman for a few months now. And it's time you start putting yourself out there. After all, you can't live on my couch forever. Are you kicking me out? Of course not, darling. Your kids are with their father this weekend. You should take advantage of that and go out on a date. Do you see anybody lining up to take me out on a date? It's 2019, darling. There are apps for that. Mm. Oh, my God. How do you watch these things? I know. <laughs> Is that a Hallmark movie or a porn? <laughs> it's hard. No. Uh, I'm going to say porn. Yes, it's a porn. <laughs> and it's a Hallmark. It's actually Hallmark porn. Hallmark no, no. porn. It's, no, it's a porn. It's a porn. It's uh, from Brazzers.com. The title is Cock Blocked by Mom. It's nasty. I watched it. It stars Ugh. Erica Lauren as a mom who sets her daughter up on a date through a dating app but ends up banging the guy. After he comes to the house thinking the mom is the daughter. I don't know how this guy mistook her <laughs> for a daughter, but I don't know. Here you go. I'm actually you are so much more beautiful in person. Oh, well, actually, I'm not. <laughs> Would you mind if I came in? Oh, where are my manners? <laughs> Can I offer you some coffee? Oh, yeah, sure. That sounds great. Do you take anything in it? No, thanks. I've got all the sugar I need right here. Oh, yeah. oh. <laughs> oh. 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 oh my goodness gracious. Oh. 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 Where's the daughter? 
her. What happened? I don't know. She never showed up for the whole fucking movie. I guess she was upstairs getting ready for the date. <sighs> but mom got banged pretty hard. Uh, finally in the mail, this concerns Bobo. Today marks three months since I banned Bobo from the show for oh, considering really? leaving the whack pack. If you remember, Bobo said he was going to leave the whack pack, and I told he him He had that's to outrageous. get out. Yeah, he didn't want it yeah. anymore. So I gave him a punishment of uh, three months off the air. Marianne from Brooklyn emailed me. Tuesday is three months since the Bobo ban. Will Tuesday be a good day to try and get him back in? Back, Bobo was thinking the same thing. He left a voicemail for us. Here is Bobo. Uh, hey, Donald John. You know, what's going on with me um, getting back on the air tomorrow? Because Tuesday will be three months, as you guys know, and I'm eager to get back on the show. The punishment has been really hard on me. I mean, the Bobo Free Summer wasn't even this long, and this is crazy. You know, I just miss, you know, jumping in on things or topics and stuff like that. Not only coming up with my own material, but this, you know, there's something breaking that I, I'm not be able to jump in on, you know. So that's why I just want to know what's going on with that. Well, yes, Robin, we should it, just make sure he gets to jump in. <laughs> yeah, well, for those of you who miss Bobo. And who are time. you? I want to know who you are. <laughs> Well, um, I guess Bobo uh, had three months of not being told that he sucks and that his questions are awful, and he wants more of it. He missed So, uh, Marianne, what do you think? Uh, you've been working with Bobo. Uh, is it time for his band to be over? I believe it is. I think he's done It's absolutely time. time, because I don't think I could go another minute with him texting me every day to see when's the day. And I said to him, today's the day. Today your time is up. Let's see what how it says. I believe that we really did miss him. I believe that there's nothing like a stupid question that's stupid enough that comes from him. It's the best ever. And I continue to police him. So let's hear Bobo Howard and keep me on the line. Well, what Marianne has been saying is that uh, she actually, if you remember, Ralph was supposed to police Bobo in, like, in typical Ralph fashion. He didn't do a good job. Yeah, so we gave the job after the first day. (laughs) And I will commend Marianne. I think the fans should know that uh, Marianne has been working with Bobo to make him a better caller. She even she was very tough with him. I was impressed. Thank you. What does that mean? Well, it means uh, I love the show, Robin, and I take my job serious. And Bobo's got to follow the rules and not call with a stupid like I don't want to be in the whack pack insane thing when he knows he wants to. He's got to be right. more truthful. Well, anyway, Marianne was very critical of Bobo's uh, first question. He practiced with uh, Marianne to, for oh, yeah? the day that he get back on the air, so he'll be a better caller. And I can play you some of this. We recorded it. This is Marianne actually working with Bobo in a very serious manner. Here we go. How stupid is Simon Cowell, right, for crashing his electric bike a second time now? This guy doesn't get it. He's got to be the worst driver ever. I mean, he can't even ride a bicycle on an electric bike. He rides it on roads, which is bad enough, and he crashed his bike and broke his arm. 
I mean, the guy's numbers are box or ops. Don't you think that we all know that, that that's basic information? That's sort of repeating something that's like common knowledge, common sense. And I don't think that's a very good question, especially since you're coming back. You need to make like a big entrance. You know what I mean? Right. I would think that's a shitty question to come back to. All right. So there's Marianne coaching Bobo in an exclusive tape only heard here. Um, and, well, and Marianne can I just say something for a moment, because I actually thought about Bobo yesterday. And you know what that thought was? You don't know, I haven't missed Bobo. <laughs> yeah, you know what? I, you know, it's funny you say that because I go through the mail and I got to tell you, I was like, oh, it's only been three months. I mean, uh, <laughs> I mean, but, I, 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 when we're having fun. I don't think anybody missed him, but okay, listen, he has a right to call in. So Marion, I want to just, I just want to play the rest of this tape. Marion was not shy when she critiqued Bobo. Oh, okay. Um, she cut Bobo off as soon as she felt he was droning on and on and on. And, and, and here's an example. Let me tell you how I came about asking this question. What I want to ask is how it had mentioned on the air about a documentary with Scott Shannon. He even asked Robin, Hey, did you watch? Wait, it? wait, wait. Do we have a phone? Click. Get to the fucking question. Oh, no, I'm telling the backdrop of how but I... How is going to want to hear that? Don't you know what it takes to be a good caller? Yeah. Get to the point. You might ask me, how did you come up with that? So I'm, I want to give you the backdrop on What's it. What's the fucking question? All right, let, let me just start from the top. Let me just make believe we start over. All right, I didn't know that you created the Howard 100 channels based on Scott Shannon Z100, which was the center of the dial. This way, you're in the middle of all the channels at Sirius. So that's how he came about for cha Channel 100, 101. I never knew that. It was based on Scott Shannon. I don't know. I thought the Channel 100 was like because it was like the greatest thing, Howard 100. I never heard that. All right. Okay. So let's tighten it up. Howard, how'd you come up with Howard 100? Simple to the point. Yeah. Okay. So I think that's a good question then. Wow, these are some critiques. Yeah. What do you think, Howard? I'm like I, I, Mickey Goldman from Sylvester Stallone, the Rocky movie. Well, you, you're you're a hundred percent. You're a hundred percent on the money. I mean, uh, you know, I was yeah. thinking. I don't know. I don't know how much uh, you want to go back to work, but you'd be a great teacher for the mentally challenged. <laughs> based on what i'm hearing you've got the patience of his saint so you know bobo has a habit of asking he's going let me give you the backdrop the backdrop <laughs> backdrop back yeah, down, let, me, let me let me let me give it the back to what it's the howard 100 <laughs> is at the, the middle of the dial putting you yeah. in the center i would like to be on channel zero because i'm a nobody your thoughts <laughs> bobo yeah, has a habit zero. Uh, here's another thing Marianne worked with Bobo on before I put him on. Bobo has a habit of asking about things I've already covered on the show, and Marianne right. called him out on it, and I like those. Listen carefully. What would you consider to be a trait from your dad that you're most thankful for? Don't we both listen to the same show? Haven't we gone down that road before, though? I mean, I haven't with this, maybe someone else, but then you could start saying, well, a lot of people call up, but why? I said that years ago. I hear, I hear it all the time, questions I've said. Can you come with, up with something that's a little more pertaining to 2022? Yeah, well, you know, a lot of stuff you can say and you can't say on the air, so I'm trying to come up with something. I mean, I think it's stupid. It's like uh, My Fair Lady for the Mentally Handicapped. Yeah. It's My Fair Moron. And he had three months.
wants to work on his crafting his questions, Howard. Imagine. Well, I'm going to put him on in a minute after your work with him. And we're going to so see what he Babe came up worked with. worked on something yes. and he finally got a question past Marianne. Is that what you're well, saying? Well, no, I'll tell you what I observed on this anyway. None of Bobo's questions were up to Marianne's standards. <laughs> Bob McCartney comes to your house as a dinner guest. It gets to the point of the evening where it gets kind of late. Do you leave a guest like Paul McCartney downstairs? Was it a certain pecking order? Like, how does this work? Is it? Is, that's what I want to know. If there's a pecking order, do you excuse yourself or what? What do you mean a pecking order? Where do you get this shit from? See, this is the problem with you. You think that everybody's in a pecking order. Guess what? We're all created equal. I, I think that's good. You think it's good, but I think that's a stupid-ass question. Really? Yeah. Does Marianne really believe we're all created equal? After talking well, about I, you know I, I think like, she's a saint. Are you going to go on, Howard? Are you going to go on air and say, well, Robin, I stayed up for Paul McCartney to 2 o'clock in the morning, but I went to bed at 10 o'clock for Billy Joel. This guy's out of his mind. It's all about prestige. He's stupid. Let him be real. I want him to be real. I don't know what well, question he picked today. I just said make it a good-ass you know question. You're hitting into something, and I'll tell you what you're hitting into. In other words... If you don't really have a good question, what's wrong with just sitting and listening to the show? Yeah. In other you words, know, you don't have to be a part of it if you don't have something to contribute. Right. On the day you have a real question where something is interesting to you, you know, it, you don't have to always just be on the air to be on the air. So um, at one point in this conversation, when Bobo was practicing for his return to the show. Testing one. He, though. Yes. He tried to pitch a segment for the show. And Marianne was having none of it. She didn't want to hear this. Will it be possible if your crack staff of 50, all right, could bring back Friday happy hour? That's not a question. The people, fans would love it. Do it every Friday and then go back on Monday and then play the outtakes of it. I think it'd be great. What do you think? I think it's shit. What are you doing, writing? Oh, you're, you're the crack staff of 50, now you're the crack staff of 51, and you're fucking writing content? Well, I'm just thinking. Bobo, that was during COVID. Been there, done that. It's not wrong. Uh, let's end things on a high note. Bobo, Bobo managed... fit anything past. Yes. <laughs> man, man, yes, we Robin. What has more quacks? Howard staff or the quacks in my skull? Your Can thoughts. I say Bobo? one thing, Howard? I'm yes. almost to the point now, after hearing him with all these stupid questions, like you say, just listen and not participate, because we do love to participate. But you know what? I would even take time off not to let this idiot participate, because he's an idiot. When I hear that again, it makes my blood right, boil. Well, listen, okay, come on. We're okay, all wait, created wait, equal. Choice. You know that. We're I, all I, have a bet, I have a better question. What if we move the happy hour Friday to yeah. Monday? Oh, so we could have right, happy so let's, hour let's, Friday on Monday. Let's Your wrap thoughts. this up. Uh, Bobo finally managed to come up with a question that Marianne didn't hate. I wouldn't say she oh. loved it, but okay, here we go. I was reading online that Rob Zombie, the reboot of the Munsters, which I know Howard can't wait to see, just might be in color. For me personally, this would bring the movie to an all new level, but I want to ask Howard, do you prefer black and white like the original? Or would you think color would be, you know? I think that's a. Per I think that's an excellent question. That's something Howard loves. That's something we all know about everything in black and white. There's a lot that goes with it when they do change the color 
of movies and TV shows? I think that's a good question. Good. I'm so excited that I, I, I have some potential. Yeah. Well, how many tries yeah. did it take, Marianne, to get one? <laughs> yeah, well, we, we cut this potential. down. <laughs> we Rob, cut that you down. You should only know behind the scenes that wasn't recorded. You should only know. But I do want him back, Howard. You know why? Because this is just what adds to him. Just hearing these questions. And he always, do you notice how he always says, my thoughts? Like, he wants to tell you what he feels about Rob Zombie and the movie and color with the monsters. It's all about him. That's all right. what I'm well, I'm going to gonna say... From. I'm going to say right now, Okay. listen, Bobo doesn't always ask bad questions. Bobo has right. generated some good questions over the years. Granted, like his how batting many? average. How many? How many? Five. <laughs> uh, but, you know, look, his batting average isn't high, but uh, Bobo is uh, a guy who... Trying. Right. He keeps trying. He is Will Marianne keep working with him? Because I think she was getting somewhere. Yeah. Well, listen, nobody bats zero. You know what I mean? Uh, very few people, anyway. Once in a while, Bobo does hit the home run. And now, ladies and gentlemen, Marianne, I'm going to give him his moment. Thank you for coaching him. Yes, thank you. Good luck, Bobo. Thank Break you. a leg. Remember what I said? No lisping and no stupid quagmire words. I'm counting right. on you, Bobo. Thanks, I would Love you. All I need, 69.39 forever. All right, here we go. After lots of coaching and three months of preparation his dynamic return to radio here's bobo all right bobo you're on in florida hey now how you doing now howard and robin i can't believe you didn't miss me what the heck <laughs> all right bobo I'm it's time for a now. question <laughs> <laughs> go ahead bobo oh my. yeah i have this question that i crafted and uh Howard, this pertains to you, all right? Not every photographer, right, can draw it all. But you have mastered this really well. So would I be correct in saying that your love of photography has helped you elevate it and ah, becoming an accomplished photography. artist? Not everybody could, who could take pictures can draw, but you can do that. Oh, that's right, what though. he said. That word was draw? I was like, yeah. what did yeah. he just say? Howard can do something, but I don't know what it was. Topography. <laughs> I, uh, I zoned out. <laughs> what is it? Photography. Topography. Geography. Photographer. Chronology. Chronology. <laughs> well, Bobo, uh, I don't know. I mean, I think that's good. Yeah. This was the thing that I miss jumping in on. <laughs> <laughs> Bobo, it's good to have you back. And uh, listen, uh, I'm sure there were people out there who missed you. And uh, now you're back on, okay? You had your punishment. You, handled great, you know what I mean? Let me tell you something. It wasn't easy with my banishment from the show. I mean, I felt like a fish out of water. I mean, it has been three months. All right? Right. right. And mentally, it was the toughest thing I had to go through. You know, not being up on the board. You know, yeah, I have a life. I do other stuff. I'm, I'm just saying I love this show so much, and I like to jump in on things that I hear. You know, or just come up with my own stuff. Because, you know, it's it's hard to come up with topics, so I try yeah, to be my, original. 
My yeah. material, which is your material. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, on the phone is Bobo's wife who wants to comment. Okay. Yes, Bobo's wife. Yeah, it was mental torture for me having him off the air all this time. Thank God you're taking him back, Howard. Was how how did Bobo being off the air for three months affect your marriage? He was asking me stupid questions all the time. How do you feel about your diaphragm? Your thoughts? <laughs> yeah. That... When did you meet Wani? I'm like, who the hell is Wani? The stupid questions. He was like a gnat buzzing in my ear for months. So in other words, uh, you, 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 Bobo was practicing getting back on the air with you because he had no outlet. He was practicing with me every day, asking me stupid questions. His boils were boiling over because he was freaking out. I said, why don't you go Maui, Maui Ann? Practice with her. Your thoughts. <laughs> well, I got to tell you, Mrs. Bobo, I, it sounds very challenging. In fact, I'm wondering, did Bobo start um, getting bored around the house because he couldn't get on the air and uh, harass you for sex? Yeah, that's another thing. We had to have sex nonstop to distract him from not being on the air. I was so tired, Howard. You hurt me by not having him on. I had to listen to him try to say photography for 10 hours a day. And so then in he other was words, me. he had a hard time saying photography, so you practiced with him. I practiced photography. It's like this. Photography. 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 He's so stupid, Howard. Help me. Take him back, please. I imagine when uh, Bobo was working for the post office, it was a, an easier life for you. He was gone most of the day. It was heaven on earth, Howard. It was wonderful not having stupid questions like, how do you make an egg? Your thoughts. Well, uh, you did a, you, 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 you're a, you're a strong woman and I thank you for rehearsing as well with, uh, Bobo. It seems like he's a better caller now. Bobo, if your question hadn't worked out about the painting, did you have a backup question? Uh, yes, yes. Uh, this, um, I have, I put together. If you can go back in time and a time right. machine, all right, mm -hmm. and host yeah. a dinner party at the great friends of the show over the years, and who are no longer with us, just who would make the top ten list? Well, you know, uh, first of all, I want to get back to your question about why I chose Channel 100. Oh, yeah, that, that I want to know. Um, it's a very simple answer. There's no dial here, so I didn't care about being in the center of the dial. I wanted Channel 1 because that's the easiest one to remember. And they said, look, we have hits one on channel one. It's our most popular channel. I said, well, if I can't get one, I'd want 100 because it's easy to remember. It's the probably, excuse me, it's probably the easiest number to remember. So everyone will know we're on channel 100. And they said, okay, we'll give you channel 100. I forget what was on there at the time. Nobody cared. And they gave me channel 100, channel 101. And Channel 102, which I never did anything with. I just did Channel 100 and Channel 101. Yeah, where does he get this story about Scott Shannon or something? What I always that? said, he confuses it because I said, Scott Shannon, I was always envious. Z100 is a great call okay. letter. It's easy okay. to remember. Z100. Right. 
And, of course, it was in the middle of the dial, which in terrestrial radio, that's an important piece of real estate. It's easy to find. Okay. You're going up the dial or you're going down the dial, you're going to hit into 100. We were at 92.3, which was all the way to the left. So I said 100 is a coveted, but he combined. All right. Okay, Bobo, welcome back. Uh, Howard. That's it. Thank you so much, Howard. Uh, oh, yes, Howard? Mrs. Bobo. Yes, sweetheart. Why do you entertain his stupid questions? You're encouraging him to just ask more stupid questions, <laughs> and he will practice on me. Right. Well, Please I'm sorry help for me, that. Howard. Help I, I, me. I, I, all right. I'm sorry, Mrs. Bobo. All right. Thank you. Thank you. But this was all of February. <laughs> right. He was doing this to me all day. Please make it stop. Tell him to stop with the stupid questions. Can't he talk about anything else? Bobo, do you, did you want to add one last thing? Yes, I did. Um, you had Mad Dog Russo on last year via Zoom around April 6th. He yeah. had told you, I don't know unless he was putting you on, but this would be great. He had told you he wants to come on your show under the influence of gummies. Could you please make this happen? This would be great radio. You know, I thought, again, I thought we were wrapping up. I didn't know you were going to go into another question. Yeah, well, I just, I saw saw it on one of my legal pads. I said, I want to ask. You know, it's been three months. It was either that or my question about Adventure Denawi. Your thoughts. (laughs) I just want to know. I want to know. uh, I think we're getting what his wife goes through. Do you think the guy Howard. who invented? Do you think the guy who invented legal pads is pissed that Bobo's using something called a legal? Pad? Yes, it's probably illegal for Bobo to use a legal pad. <laughs> it's illegal. Can we make Howard. that illegal. Yes, Howard. Yes. You want to know how bad it is? He can't even come unless you tell him his questions were good. Right. Well. All right. Listen, Mrs. Bobo. Thank you, Bobo Puppet. Do you have anything to say? Yes, we're going to have more sex later on, honey. So get the vacuum cleaner ready to shove it up my ass. <laughs> no, please. I'm in hell. I can't take it anymore. Wait, I have, I, I have one more question. Howard, right. if Paul McCartney was to come over for dinner, do you tell him how shitty my questions are? Your thoughts? <laughs> You're no whiter, Bobo. You can't white. Howard, do I'm you think I could... Do you think I could sell my Weagle pads as toilet paper? Your thoughts. <laughs> All right, gang. Uh, Bobo, uh, congratulations on making it back. Mrs. Bobo, thank you. And uh, everyone else, thank you. I had a close call with an alligator. Thank Jay and Roddy with their song uh, Bobo Obladi Oblada, Jay and Roddy. Anyway, like I said, I was watching uh, Ryan Seacrest in American Idol last night, and I was up late, so I'm dragging my ass a little bit. But I got to watch. What does that Ryan show. Seacrest make? Twelve million. Really? Yeah. Hefty bucks for a gig like that. 
But, you know, he deserves every penny of it. I was watching, and uh, Jesus Christ, this guy, I mean, he does it all. Uh, there, there was a young lady who performed without her shoes on. And uh, in a moment of comedy greatness, Ryan Seacrest walked out without his shoes on. <laughs> and I went, Jesus Christ, no wonder this guy gets $12 million a show <laughs> or a year, whatever the fuck they pay him. I said, I said who? came up i mean that he comes up so quickly with such a brilliant bit in other words the young lady was wearing no shoes and he immediately had no shoes on for the segment quick 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 take off my shoes <laughs> and oh oh my god i'm sure i mean the lightning speed with which his wit works <laughs> you had to really say whatever they're paying this guy they got to double it because that kind of comedy comes along once in a century. I'm a fan of like Jim Carrey or uh, like Dave Chappelle. Our guest tomorrow, Gerard Carmichael. I mean, these guys do stand up comedy, but they're not in a league with Ryan Seacrest. So not only do yeah. they get a host, yeah. but they get a guy who comes up with material, you know, during a live show. That saw the a girl different with the animal, right? And the laughter he evoked in my house. I said, look at him. Look at the wit. Ah, ha, 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 ha. That's how I laugh. Ha, 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 ha. Because uh, it was unbelievable. And uh, everyone was shocked at how funny it was. So God bless him. Amazing. Amazing. They don't pay that guy enough. Because they got not only a host who doesn't make a mistake, but he... He's got a wit and a sense of comedy and timing that I've never seen before. What are you saying that I'm not pronouncing Gerard Carmichael properly? What am I, I saying Gerard. wrong? What? Gerard. Gerard. What do you think I'm saying? I'm saying Gerard. What are you saying? I'm saying Gerard. People said you were saying Gerard. Well, what Gerard. am I saying? I'm saying Gerard. He didn't say Gerard. I said Gerard. Or Gerard. I have a New York accent. Everyone's a critic around here. I know what I'm doing. Okay, maybe I'm no Ryan Seacrest. I might not have thought to take my shoes Could off. Could you take off your shoes, please? Maybe uh, that'll correct everything. Yeah. Gerard Carmichael. Yes, that's what you've been saying, Gerard. You haven't been saying Gerard. Yeah, I guess John is saying it's Gerard. I say sabotage. What do you say? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hey, on our phone is a guy who claims to be Jeff Fisher, the director of Hallmark Movies. Oh, really? I'm Who's Jeff? What do you mean director of Hallmark Movies? They got one guy? <laughs> well, he's obviously directed a few. How many, Jeff, how many movies? I don't know if you're the real Jeff Fisher or not. I mean, I can't I have no I, way of verifying it, but. Uh, um, well, I, I am, sir. I'm a big, big fan of both of yours, though. Hi, hi, well, Robin. let me ask you a hi, question that only a director would know the answer. Then I'll know you're a real director, okay? Oh, okay. Just to verify that you're Jeff Fisher, the Hallmark director. They, when <laughs> you direct a movie, they use a piece of equipment that captures what's happening on in front of them. Huh. What is that piece of equipment called that actually takes the pictures of what is happening Jeez. okay um i'm gonna i'm gonna go out there on a limb i'm gonna say a camera is it does that's that right that's right okay all right so now <laughs> i know was you're question, right. Howard, i was like he can't mean camera everybody of course i mean camera but not everyone knows that not everyone's in the business 
Uh, Jeff, I feel very inside. You, you say you're uh, the Hallmark director. What can I do for you? Um, sir, I just wanted to. Well, first of all, I want to agree with you. I, I don't oh, think dear. I've said this in, me, in meetings that I don't think uh, went over that great. But I don't think anyone's ever turned the channel because people were too good looking. I think uh, we, you know, life is tough, man, and we want to get swept away in the fantasy and look at people that are that are fun to look at. And uh, I Jeff, know, I don't I know like what it. you're talking about. What are you saying again? Okay. You're saying you're saying that what? Well, you were saying that, that people like to, you know, watch movies as escapist there, and they enjoy looking at, at good-looking people, like, in these movies, and I was concurring. I, I agree with that. Of course. Now, I don't know which yeah. Hallmark movies you've directed, but you know what well, I'm talking um, about. They take sometimes people who are unattractive, and they put them in these romantic movies. I was campaigning yeah. for Hallmark movies to stay... Only with hot people, the very best-looking people on the planet. That well, is what I'm saying. Sir, is that I, what I, you're agreeing with? I, I, I do agree with you, but I do have to say this. I did one called My Christmas Love, and the lead girl, her name is Meredith Hagner, and she's beautiful, and she's a great comic actress. I actually think she's a terrific, uh, terrific actress. Okay, so, so what's mean, the, she, what, what she are you saying? A bunch of jokes. So, I mean, I think it's great. I think that they could be great looking and, and great actors, too. There's a lot well, of yeah. out there. And, well, what, yeah, listen, yeah, yeah. what am I? Listen, no. <laughs> Jeff, I'm going to repeat myself again so everyone's on the same page. Movies are for fantasy. This idea to take people who look like regular people and put them in a romantic comedy, it, it's it's horrible. Now, if um, I was a director, now, you ever let me tell ask the you a question? Wait a minute. If yes. you're, you've got a serious subject, can you have unattractive people? Yes, of course. There, oh. are, there are many oh. movies that star <laughs> unattractive people. <laughs> For example, uh, you take certain action stars. Um, you know, listen, Chuck Norris was no beauty. But he and wasn't guy, a troll. Come on. He wasn't a troll, but you didn't. <laughs> women didn't sit there and say, oh, God, let me go to bed with this guy. No, he was more popular with men, I think. <laughs> right. Uh, uh, Charles Bronson, who was uh, in Death Wish, he started. Yes. He, he looked like he'd had, uh, uh, he was in a bad accident, like maybe a fire. <laughs> and uh, people would watch it. Because he can't hear you. He didn't care. Yeah, he's gone. Um, you know, that, that, he was terrific in that role. He was a, he was a guy who, who got revenge. Uh, there is, I'm not saying there's not a place for ugly people in movies, but if you're gonna have a, a pretty woman, it better be a pretty woman. Well, can the pretty woman have an unattractive girlfriend? Always. Of course, that's <laughs> almost necessary. There's gotta be room for people who aren't attractive. Oh, okay. Um, I'll tell you what, Paul Giamatti, who I worked with in uh, private parts, I, I think yeah. he's one of the best actors I've ever seen. But uh, listen, he's no George Clooney. But he's carved out, you know. Absolutely. Steve Buscemi. for himself. Steve Buscemi is one of the greatest actors of his generation. But his eyes are in two different time zones. <laughs> and there's a place for him in show business. But I don't want to see him in the Richard Gere role with Pretty I Woman. Would, That's all I I'm would. saying. That would kill me. I'd love it. No, you wouldn't. No, you wouldn't. No, you, you know, that would show you how disgusting the life of a hooker is. 
<laughs> Jeff Fisher's a famous director. He knows what I'm talking about. Yeah. I mean, let's not, you know, and, 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 and let's, ever, let's be honest about it. Because now, uh, all right. All right, Jeff. Thank you. No one's honest. Oh, thank anymore. you. Jeff's in on this no, casting. No, he, he casts people all the time in movies. He, he's not going to do a romantic movie with somebody who's uh, not attractive. All right. Thank you, Jeff. I learned nothing from that conversation. I know. I said, I think he's saying the same thing Howard said. Why is he calling? I don't know. People like to call me with what I just said. <laughs> it uh, seems to be a thing these past couple of right. days. Howard, I'm a director. And I want to add to the conversation. Oh, go ahead. I think only good looking people should be in the movies. Oh, okay. Thank you. And once in a while, like now, all right, let's get off that topic. By the way, I do want to give this gentleman a chance to get on the air. And then I do have a bunch of things I want to talk to you about, Robin. But, right. uh, Michael is on the phone. If you remember, Michael, right before we went away on uh, our week's vacation, uh, Michael called in. He's a firefighter. He is gay. And he was telling us about a gay sex party he went to. And I had to interrupt the conversation because we had a guest. And uh, I had to break away. It was Amy Schumer. And people have written me and said, gee, that firefighter was kind of interesting. He went to the gay sex party and he had just entered the room and we couldn't get to the rest of his story. That's so, right. Michael, I don't like to normally do this, pick up where we left. But I understand you've been sending uh, nude pictures of yourself to the staff. Um, well, Jason was very excited about it. He said that you were hairless. And so that this man um, doesn't you, have a hair on his body, right? Oh, you saw the pictures too? No, I didn't have. I didn't see the pictures. I just heard Jason make that statement. Okay, there was no hair on his body, and also I heard he was kind enough to hold a stapler next to his penis so that we could tell the relative size of his penis. Is that correct, Michael? Yes. Yeah. A few a few leading questions there, um, but yeah, your your staff asked me if, if I would send a, a photo or two. Which I did. I didn't include any boners. I thought that's where I, that's where I draw the boundary. Thank you. We draw that boundary as photo. well. No boners. But you please. know there are different size staplers. Yes, there are. There, yes, yeah. this is true. We 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 requested a standard size stapler, Robin. <laughs> <laughs> we 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 contacted stapler companies to find out what the standard size was, okay. so we could we could understand. Yeah, Michael, refresh my memory. You're a firefighter. You came. Out of the closet, uh, in an admirable way, you lived an authentic life, and uh, suddenly you got invited to a gay sex party where you were walking around naked. Is that correct? Yes, yeah, I was invited to a party right before COVID. It was, uh, it was yeah, about, it was, a, it was a, held in an after-hours place in Brooklyn. Uh, quite a few people. I'd say seventy-five people altogether. I, I did more. I did more watching. I was a little bit, you know, I, I'm, I'm comfortable in a firehouse, but the whole but this place had me had me a little bit freaked out with so many naked people. But um, yeah, as I, as I told you last time, you 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 go in after you've you've made it through past the, the door person, and they take all of your clothes and they hang it up in, in the coat rack and they write your name on or they write your number on your arm. So at the end of the evening, you can come back and pick up your clothes and your phone. And uh, and they had beverages and snacks in the front and a, a bartender, and then in the back they had semi-private areas. And lots of people hanging out naked and uh, and having sex. And you, I, from what I recall, you said that as you were walking around, it freaked you out that you saw uh, men walking around with boners, that uh, they didn't walk around flaccid. 
Yeah, well, I, I, you know, I was nervous before going into it, and so I, I built up my courage. And I, I've been to a, a spa a couple times in Queens where, where it's split into genders and, and there are naked people. So that's kind of how I, how I boosted up my, my, my bravery in, in advance. And then when I first arrived, I, I was startled. I'm like, oh my god, that that guy has a boner. But yeah, I got, I, I manned up and got used to it, and uh, yeah. actually ended up having a nice time. And I had a, an interesting conversation about. Uh, Medicare for all while uh, while naked. I've never done that before. Wow. Well, you know, it seems to me in in such a sexy uh, situation to be talking about Medicaid is kind of a strange topic, but uh, to each his own. Uh, now, what happened? Uh, now, a good looking guy like you, according to my staff, you're a handsome man. Uh, did no one approach you? Uh, no one grab your ass? Nobody blew you? I mean, it seems odd to me that uh, no one came on to you. Yeah, people came on to me. Um, it was, people were, were very respectful, and, and as I as I and I, I I spent quite a few hours. I stayed I stayed for a while. I learned the you know the, the sort of the cues that go on. Um, yeah, it's mo- mostly through through eye contact or or even chit chat. Um, but yeah, people will. Um, I'm trying to remember. I was. I remember better than anything else being turned away. When someone's not interested, what they do is they they sort of tap you twice. They do a tap, a tap, tap, and that means like, oh. hey, I'm not, I'm not really interested. Yeah, yeah, take, take off. Hmm. Um, you mean some people turned you down? Yeah. Oh, oh, yes. Some people turned me down. Um, yeah, yeah. How could that be? If you're so good looking and completely hairless, I can't imagine. <laughs> Why would people uh, you know, turn you down at the order? That's crazy. Who would double tap? Every pot. And wow. uh, you know, everyone has everyone has their, their cup of coffee. Some people, it could just be you know, I'm only into into white guys, or I'm only into Asians, or whatever. So you know, different people have have people, different folks they're they're attracted to. That's just the way it is. I wonder if Chris, our resident gay uh, writer, uh, looked over these pictures and maybe and, he could tell and me. And is he a double tap guy or is he an eye guy? You know, you give him the eye. Chris, would you double tap this guy or would you uh, blow him immediately? Where does uh, did you? I don't evaluate? know. I don't know, Howard, because no one showed me the pictures. Well, that's. So, so, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know why a bunch of straight guys are just looking at the gay pictures and no one thinks to ask me or you know. I have no idea. I haven't seen it. Yeah, it's stupid. Well, maybe they can email you them right now and you can evaluate this gentleman as. To what are they doing I'm, with the picture? I'm sorry, I have you feel no left idea. out, Chris. Yeah, what I you do, do yeah. what you do with the pictures? The Why you pic- don't show me? You won't keep the cock for yourself? What are you gay now? What's this? You don't suddenly do the work. A, suddenly everyone's gay. Oh and yeah. Hey, Howard, do you want uh, Jason to just put them up right now for you guys to see? Uh, fine. I mean, I mean, I would like Chris's evaluation. I don't understand if Michael is uh, with a big cock. He's a firefighter. He's completely hairless. Who would turn him down? Let let Chris oh tell God, me what the gorgeous. problem is. Oh my God, he's gorgeous. That's very very nice. Thank you so much. Let me say oh, that. Hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. Oh, I'm gonna hang on. Mike is no. Mike is good. How old are you, Mike? Thirty nine. Yeah, Mike looks a little older, but he looks good. Um, Would you, are you double a grower, tap him? Mike? Pardon me? Are you a grower? Um, I mean, I I don't really know. Do you get much that. bigger I, I, than I what I see here? Oh, yeah, yeah. I think that yes, yeah. Yes, I do. No, you, oh, he's you, not hung that well. Is that the problem? No, he is. I'm just saying, like, he's 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 very good, soft. If it gets much bigger, hard, then he's a home run, and I, I think he might. So, no, you're a good-looking guy, Mike. Okay, I, I don't know. I don't know. 
Hold on a second. Would you? Oh, who's this? Uh, give me a second, Robin. I'll be right. Hold on. I, 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 it's George Takei, a uh, famous Star uh, Trek actor and gay activist. Uh, go ahead, uh, George. Say what you need to say. I need those pictures <laughs> right now. <laughs> I'm an old man. Time is precious. I need to see that photo. Brad, what's our fax number? Brad. <laughs> Well, George, you know everyone's into email. No more faxing. You are showing your age. We can get them to oh you faster my. than that. Why was I not alerted when the photo came in? Jason, I don't know. How you know, dare you? It's ridiculous that Chris and George did not receive the pictures immediately. Well, the straight guys were hoarding the pictures, George. Yeah. Can you believe it? What's going on? Uh, Howard, you asked a question last time, and um, I, I want to... I wanted... I want to give you a more candid answer. Last time we spoke, I, uh, I used an alias. I was I was uncomfortable, you know, even though I'm only gay in the firehouse. Uh, you know, but, but I so want I, you to uh, use an yeah, alias. Well, I don't. Th- that doesn't matter. Yeah. Um. Well, now you now you've told me a little bit. Um. Hmm. Um, I'm kind of a weird hmm. guy. If I'm being honest. Why really? is he weird? I don't know. He keeps. He, he's weird. Like he goes to this gay sex party. He says he's. Shocked, he sees boners, which I don't know what you're expecting to see there. And he's talking about Medicare for all. And then he keeps going on about the snacks. There were snacks in this room. There were snacks in that room. Like, I don't know. Something's off about this guy. I I hate to say it, but there's something off about you. Well, you do make a good point, Chris, because like when I would go to strip clubs, I was unaware of snacks. Like, I mean, the the (laughs) only thing I wanted. (laughs) I'm sure they did. (laughs) I have no idea. Uh, you know, the last thing you take note of is snacks and Medicaid. You know, Michael, right. what about that? Are, are you pulling my leg here? What's happening? Sure. No, I mean, I, I think Chris is, is making a, 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 an, an oddball comment. Chris, obviously, first of all, he feels very comfortable speaking to you and speaking on the air. It's what, what he does for a living. If, uh, if, if every word isn't chosen perfectly, then I'm somehow put in a box where, where I'm peculiar. But truth be told, being... A guest on the Stern Show is a little, it's, it's unnerving. It's, and, and my heart is racing. So, yeah, it's possible. I, I, I may have, Mine I may, too. I may have, I've had blue improper. balls for an entire week. Oh, my. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, you know who else wants to see the photos and is upset he was not sent them is, uh, Ralph. <laughs> Ralph. Well, he's straight. Oh, yes. What does he want to see? Them for? Well, it, he's another one of those straight guys in the back that likes to look at these, I guess. Is he gay or is he straight? He's got to declare himself because, uh, I mean, what is this? Uh, why does he want to see gay pictures? <laughs> he's just curious. I don't know. <laughs> what else did he uh, ask you for? Didn't he ask you for a recent dick pic of somebody? <laughs> yeah, what is up was... with Ralph? <laughs> I'm starting to get suspicious about him. Um, Michael, uh, on our phone, joining the conversation is Henry from New Jersey who says he's on his way. To a uh, gay sex orgy right now. Is that right, Henry? Wow. Yeah, that's correct. We're actually from California. We just landed and uh, we're on the way to Philadelphia to go to a uh, gangbang. Now, tell right. me about that. I'm, I'm sure Michael would be interested in this, Henry. You say you flew all the way from California to go to a Philadelphia gangbang. What does a gangbang in the in the gay world mean? Oh, no, no. This is a straight gangbang. It's uh, not gay. A straight gangbang? Oh. Oh. Get off the phone. What's no, what is happening mid-game? I was like, what I'm a hanging up hour? on him. What a pig. <laughs> Who wants to hear that? Get a job. <laughs> <laughs> bang, bang. Howard, 
you, you, you asked when, when last we spoke about uh, about the guys in the firehouse and, and how they they responded when I came out, and uh, they, they 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 as I told you, they, they responded great one on one, from the oldest guy to the youngest guy. When when they're speaking to me individually, they're fine. But I actually ran. Uh, I won't tell you my, my full name, but I ran for, I ran for local office last year, and um, okay. and then the. <laughs> The, the, the fire department released a statement afterwards, saying that I was a fraud who was never at Ground Zero, and I needed to. I needed my campaign needed to release photographs of me at Ground Zero with different elected officials and firefighters in my fire gear. And the only reason they did that, in my opinion, is because I was I was the openly gay person running for office. If I wasn't openly gay, I can't imagine that they would have uh, ever released a statement. We need about uh, Michael. I commend you. We need more openly gay candidates, people who live honest lives and uh, are proud of it. It's not easy to be a firefighter in New York and to be a gay man. I applaud you. And uh, also, uh, no one, um, uh, you, you might be on to something. Uh, the attack was you weren't at uh, ground zero. And so you had to prove yourself. And it could very well be because you're gay. But uh, good for you, openly uh, coming out. It, it couldn't have been easy. It is so much easier, especially in, in that profession, to stay closeted. And uh, I'm proud of you. And that's it. I mean, uh, and as far as uh, your penis goes, I, I don't know what Chris is talking about exactly. He seems to be concerned <laughs> with its size well, in some way. There's something very uh, suspicious, too, about one of these photos I have to bring up. Go ahead. Oh, he puts Get it, it all next out to on his, the table. He, I just... You put it next to a stapler, but it's like a baby stapler. It's like the smallest, <laughs> like the smallest stapler you can find. It's a mini that's, stapler. That's a, that's you're a right. It's hardly a stapler. Well, <laughs> it probably it, doesn't it was, even it work. It's a toy. It was the stapler I had. My desk. So yeah, it's it, it's what I, it's it's what I had there. I mean, it looks Would huge you, uh, compared to the stapler, but the stapler is like. You know, is your real name Peter Dinklage? <laughs> <laughs> what? what George, George, uh, this George, we're having a serious discussion. Let me see this picture. It's all boring. We need boner pics. Why haven't I gotten my photo yet? I see. It's on a small <laughs> stapler, right? But well, see, it yeah. looks big, but it. it's not really upon further examination. The stapler. Uh, oh, you know what? You, uh, last time you asked, you asked me my, my penis size, and I, and I didn't. I didn't elaborate enough i said i said that i was seven and a half inches long and seven and a half inches in girthiness not not uh, my penis isn't, isn't shaped like a, a rectangle but rather the, the girthiness is seven and a half inches so yeah I, um yeah i'm seven and a half inches that seven and a half inches long and seven and a half inches girthiness i i could have sent a boner boner pictures but i just didn't really feel comfortable doing that well, I just looked at it, and uh, believe me, it seems to me you got a good-sized penis. I don't, I don't see know. what Chris, Chris is talking about. No, yeah. he, has right, a, Robin? he has a nice hang, and he has nice balls. I'm just saying it's a little suspicious you'd use a very tiny stapler for comparison. Well, that's all he had. He said the gentleman explained it. Ralph Sorella, who is <laughs> insisting he's straight, is demanding to see these pictures. What do you want, Ralph? Listen, a few points here. First of all, Chris was texting me, complaining, like, oh, he goes, how could these guys not be sending me the picture? Yeah, He's complaining. He I said it. The picture. And I jokingly said, I thought you were going to send it to me. <laughs> anyway, also, I think, it, 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 all, all joking aside, I think it's Chris is holding back here a bit with this guy, because 
I think this is the kind of uh, person who kind of disgusts Chris, who's going to naked gay sex parties and just kind of giving the the gay community a bad name. Like this is really? what it's all about. Why? Oh, I don't know about that. I don't know about that. Ralph. Well, that's, come on. that's I think you're projecting a little bit there. Really? <laughs> yeah. I, mean, I don't know. Can I, we go to court like Johnny Johnny Depp and Amber Heard and I'll pull up some text messages? <laughs> I'm listen, I'm not saying I would date this guy, but I don't think he gives the gay community a bad name if that's what Why he wants won't you to date do. this guy? if he's a handsome guy, he's totally hairless and he has because... a big seven and a half inch cock, what's your beef? <laughs> No, I just, uh, the next person I date, I don't want them to be in this kind of like gay party orgy lifestyle. I'm looking for something a little more serious. I just did the whole thing with the guy from Panama and it was wild and fun, but I want to find like, you know, a nice, quiet True guy love. who also happens to be hung. Yes. I have friends who are gay and they have long term commitments, good looking guys who uh, have each other, they don't fuck around as far as I know. I think I know what you're looking for. Now, in defense of Michael the firefighter, I think he's looking for the same thing, but right now he's single. He describes going to the orgy. He did not partake in the orgy. Did you get a blowjob well, at the orgy? I have one question. If this guy's oh. running for public office and he wants to be <laughs> a civil... Why is he going to gay sex parties, calling us and taking pictures of his penis with a stapler? I'll well, tell you what. I'll, I'll, I'll answer voters. that question. Yeah. I okay. want Step more. Up and answer the question. I want more public officials <laughs> who are honest and who actually de who who go to gay sex orgies. You're right. And and aren't all pent up and fucking lying and living secret lives and try to I'm fuck for with other people's rights. Right. Yes. Right. That, I have to be honest, that that did occur to me be before I went that evening, and I said, then I, and I stopped myself, and I said, you know what? I'm openly gay. I, you know, it wasn't easy to, to come out as openly gay. No, no one in this area has ever won a race as an openly gay person. But I have nothing to be ashamed of. And while it's not my, my not only office, that, I, I, the problem with most politicians is they all act high and mighty, moral, uh, you know, virtuous, all that kind of crap. The next thing you know, you read about their secret sex lives. I want honesty. Now I, well, I maybe ran for governor. I'm, I'm I, hoping for something. That doesn't no. exist. That's no, it. we're animals. And uh, I, when I ran for governor, when I ran for governor, I gave full disclosure. I said I masturbate several times a week. I, I told the, the kinds of porn I watch. I wanted to come clean because I knew they would have caught me masturbating. <laughs> and I wanted the public to know what they were getting. And the people loved it. I want a serious candidate. I would have won. You would now, won. let me ask Chris, since he's looking at the picture of the penis. Is this the yes. penis of a future congressman? <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, again, I, I want someone who's truthful. And I do find the stapler thing a little odd. But assuming he is a grower to seven and a half inches... Yeah, why not? It's a, it's a, it's a proud penis. It's a good He's looking penis. Vote. He has your vote, George. <laughs> I can tell uh, just by his voice that he's hung like a whale. <laughs> well, you're not wrong. I see the picture of his penis. It looked girthy and uh, long. <laughs> Am I crazy? There's a picture of you here with Hillary Clinton. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, that, 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 wearing, I mean, you're fully clothed in wearing, it, but wearing my my firefighting gear. Yeah, yeah. You look cute in the firefighting gear. I, I. Well, let's take a look at this other picture. Full body, fully hairless, holding a cup of coffee, which I don't recommend. 
There you go. All right. I wish I could see. Hang on. He's also with the. I was so distracted by him being naked. You're also with the Pope. <laughs> no, I'm not making a joke. Oh yeah, there you are with the Pope. <laughs> I didn't even notice. An enlightened spiritual man. I like him more and more. <laughs> you do. Well, on our Lucky phone Pope. is uh, someone who is in the middle of uh, their house is on fire. Yes, sir. <laughs> uh, hey, I was just wondering if anyone's going to be able to come by and help anytime soon. Um, just Your house is burning around. down. We're, we're yeah. busy with the firefighter. He's uh, he's uh, we're talking about a gay orgy. I'm sorry. You'll yeah, just have to find some water. An interview, sir. So I, I need someone to save me, but only if your dick is the size of a real stapler, not a little stapler. <laughs> I need a full stapler dick man to save. All right, me. thank you, uh, wow. thank you, sir. You're on your own. All right, Michael. You've told us about the gay orgy. We heard from Ralph, who wants to see the pictures, even though he's straight. Uh, George, uh, any final words? Uh, I will barter. For those photos, uh, I can get you a region-free DVD copy of Allegiance on the big screen. The entire original Broadway production. Well, let's talk uh, off the air about that. And uh, thank you, who, uh, Chris. Who took Wilding. these photos, on, Mike? How would if, if you don't mind? How one, one last thing. Um, I was able to run for office, and I, I've done I've done well in large. My dad wasn't around. My, about my, I, I was homeless for a little bit in high school, but I did well, and I was able to graduate law school for a bunch of different reasons, becoming a firefighter, but also, believe it or not, you were a big, big influence on me during my adolescence and when I was a young man. I didn't have a, a dad around, and I listened to the show every single morning, and you taught me lots of important things that, that I took with me, uh, like showing up for work early every single day, staying away from lottery tickets, Staying away from acid, lots of different things in life uh, that I actually learned from you, and it's easy. I know absolutely. You uh, let me tell you really something, Michael. A good thing you didn't have a father, and you used me as an example. That's right. <laughs> I teach people to stay away from lottery tickets. It's a sucker's game. You understand? And acid. Yeah. yeah. And and I what else is he staying acid. away from? Acid. LSD. Acid. Yes. <laughs> yeah. You, you stay yeah. away from acid and lottery tickets. Uh, and they, they, that's my major platform. Every day. Even if I don't want to go, even if I don't want to go, I, I show up. And one, one last thing. I and I'll teach you one other time. thing. Don't yeah. have a hot mm -hmm. cup of coffee in your hand when you're naked with your dick sticking out on a stapler. I'll <laughs> teach you that. Who took that photo? Because that yeah. wasn't Mike. Someone took that. Who took that? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm, actually, I'm actually dating somebody, which is why I yeah. didn't. Uh, I knew this yeah, guy was which bullshit. Is why I, Oh, what do you mean? He didn't go to the party? Uh, no, no the he's, party, just, he's, not, he's, was... he's not single. Uh, <laughs> no, I, uh, I, I, I'm not single anymore. Does the he look was, like uh, Brad? Right, right before. He looks so a little like Brad. Yeah, looks I was better than Brad. I was, think, I was single when I, when, I went, when I went to the party. Um, but I'm, I'm dating somebody I... now, and he's the, the person who, who, took, who took the photo. Uh, Howard, I, I, I did, when I, I asked you last time, and you asked me to hold on to the question, uh, I was always curious why um, why he stopped inviting Gilbert on the show. He was he was an anchor guest for for many many years, and then he, he stopped appearing. Well, you know, listen, uh, this is what I was going to tell you the other day. Uh, love Gilbert Gottfried. I put him in. I would say I am probably the most the person who employed or promoted Gilbert the most in the history of show business and Gilbert's history of show business. I put him in Son of the Beach. I put him on TV. I put him on radio. And I'm a big fan of Gilbert. 
But as you know uh, from uh, many of the shows that we do, it's really it's really nothing uh, that mysterious that um, you know even people who've been on the show a lot, at some point you kind of move on and you go on to different uh, people. Uh, there are some guests I have who are magnificent, and Gilbert was certainly one of them. But then after a while, you kind of move on with the show and you go in different directions. So uh, I've seen speculation on the Internet that uh, Gilbert was uh, not on the show because he pissed me off or he spit in the cupcake and this and that. And um, no, I mean, he did spit in the cupcakes and uh, it was rather gross. And, you know, what I, I did. I there, there was a point where I said, maybe we ought to take a break a little bit because this is getting nutty. But uh, no, it wasn't anything um, like really. Gilbert was a genius, and Gilbert made us laugh so hard. Oh, my God, and yes. So hard, and as you know, we are playing the tapes over and over again to commemorate his memory about all the good times. And there's been many people on this show who have contributed over the years who have been great. And uh, I always have a fond spot in my heart for Gilbert. So there's nothing uh, very, very controversial, although I've heard many people commenting on what it might have been. Um, I, I was so fond of Gilbert to carry on about that has is no mystery. It's not really a mystery. You know, I was so fond of Gilbert and I've rarely done this in my personal life that when Gilbert got sick and I don't mean this time around, I mean, many years ago when he got sick with appendicitis and he had to be hospitalized for a really long time because oh, he, he was in there forever. Yeah, months. There was a chance he could have died. He was so he had such a bad infection that his wound was open. They couldn't close it. And, uh, yeah. you know, I went there and I tried my best to take care of him, take care of his needs. And uh, I did that because I was so fond of him. So You're the only per here, you only did that for Gilbert. You've never done that for anyone else. I haven't done it for anyone else <laughs> because it turned out to be such a bad experience. <laughs> but, uh, you know, Gilbert, rest in peace. Way too young to go. And you know, I know what I thought of this weekend and I thought. I should ask you about this, you know, because, you know, you always have that conversation about, is there an afterlife? Yes. Is Gilbert in some kind of afterlife? No. Because I was, like, walking around, I go, is Gilbert up there watching me? <laughs> I, want a, I want an afterlife very badly. I would love it. I don't. I, I can't fathom this being the end. Uh, I was thinking about also Ivan Reitman last night. And uh, he was, of course, the producer of the film Private Parts and a great, great filmmaker. And I thought I was in pain over it. I was like, oh, I would love nothing more to know that the talent, all of that experience in making comedies was somehow preserved up there in the afterlife. And that there was a consciousness known as Ivan Reitman, who is now relaxing, enjoying the freedom of uh, being free of his body. And, and and now being a soul that was floating in the sky and yeah, all that kind of stuff. That's what I was trying to decide. Is be, Gilbert with all the other people we've lost recently? What is going on? It would be there? a wonderful notion that that exists, but I have no proof of that. I know it's wishful thinking because we're humans and we can't wrap our head around dying. And so whole religions were created around trying to comfort us that this wasn't the final moment right. that wasn't the it end goes that we on. go off yeah yum so uh Howard. what can i tell you yes george please if the there's comment. an afterlife yeah i want to come back as michael stapler 
<laughs> Let's get back to this man's genitals. <laughs> well, I'm looking at the picture, George, and I can tell you he is fully shaved. There isn't a hair on his body. True. And uh, his mm. penis is uh, what he advertises. It's uh, girthy and long. Mm. <laughs> quick, quick. Oh, there's a five alarm fire in my underpants. Said Michael. <laughs> All right, there it is. That's um, a little gay talk from Michael. Thank you, Michael. And uh, No, thank you, and, Howard. And, and thank you, Chris. All right, that's Michael the firefighter, brave man. Yes, we lost brave. a firefighter in New York uh, in the last couple of days. It's a very tough job. Very brave men. And Michael's one of them. Several people are on our line, uh, Robin. Want to comment on the return of Bobo? Let them do that. Joey, go ahead to North Carolina. Joey is gone. Let's go to uh, Michael in New Jersey. Go ahead. How you doing, Howard? Uh, I just hate Steve from Florida so much. He's not a fan. He is a whackbacker. And I can prove it. He's not listening right now because his phone call ended. Every time something happens about him after one of his phone calls and someone has to contact him for him to know about it. He's not a fan. He's just a whackbacker. And that's All right, Michael. And if he dies, he dies. All right, Michael says uh, Bobo's uh, term was too short. Three months was way too short for Bobo. Now, to what be is if he dies, he dies? Uh, I don't know where that came from. What you need to do, Robin, with this show, and I suspect you know this already uh you got to ignore a lot of what people say because <laughs> you don't know what they're talking about and to get an explanation would be equally boring yeah i don't want an explanation i just thought that was an odd thing to throw in a couple more calls and then i do have a lot to get to yes chris hey in ohio hey now hey now howard love you guys thank you for hanging out another four years hey with us oh i love you guys <laughs> But my question being, are you going to have a chance to work on getting Mr. Fallon into the huh? studio to do the Jerry, the Jerry Seinfeld bit? All right, Chris, thank you for the call. Uh, I don't know what the fuck he's talking about. Oh, my goodness. I don't know. What are I you saying? Exactly. Uh, Graham, you want to make some sense uh, and get on the phone and talk to us? <laughs> Can you make some sense? <laughs> Hello? Yes. Yes, Graham. Yes, this is Graham in New Jersey. First time, long time. Howard, um, you're historically a pretty... You're, hello, hello. you're historically a pretty horny guy. Um, I wanted to know if when you were in Hebrew school or in either middle school or high school, if you ever beat off while you were in school, if you ever had the urge no, to actually... Go. of course not. No? I always had the urge to masturbate, but not in a public place. Are you kidding? I could Never. have answered that for you, that, Howard. That would be perverse. That would be perverse. Of course 13 not. years old is when you're in your prime kind of, you know... Not, that's a silly statement. There Never are jerk hours off after school and before school. Yeah, I can empty that... that endless cylinder of jizz uh, at home ridiculous ridiculous um let me uh let me just say 
I'm struggling with this. I imagine some people are as well. Uh, you know, where where do you wear a mask? You know, now they've removed the mask mandate from uh, some judge in Florida. Remove the mask mandate for everybody on planes. I don't get it. I, I still see plenty of COVID out there, according to the reports. And uh, as we were just saying to Jason Kaplan, uh, he went to the Fish concert and he says, I didn't wear a mask. And uh, now I hear him. He sounds like he has COVID to me. He's sniffling. Yeah. He's sniffling. He's going to go get a COVID test. But I don't know. If I went to Madison Square Garden, I would wear a mask. And he said no one was wearing a mask. I, I don't understand it. I guess uh, everyone's, I guess the pandemic is over. Is that right, Jason? I mean, it certainly feels that way as we're going back out into the world. Uh, uh-huh. You know, it, it is, it is the mask mandates are gone. And nobody that I'm around that I see is wearing a mask. So, so what is the attitude? Are people saying, look, I'll get COVID. I'm vaccinated. I'll get it. And I, and I know there are plenty of people who are unvaccinated. They say that there's a huge percentage of people still in this country unvaccinated. Huh. Uh, what's really going on with them? They're still dying or no? Oh, yeah. No, they're still dying. Everything I read is, uh, in fact, I think we're about to hit a million COVID deaths in this country uh, any day now. I think we're, we're 10,000 away from that. So, yeah, they're still dying. People are still getting it. I don't want to get it. And the fact that I'm feeling a little simply today is really upsetting to me. I understand the situation I put myself in, but I'm also praying that it's allergies and not COVID. And I'll know this afternoon. But, uh, yeah, it's, it's you know, we're 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 out in the world and uh you know we're being asked but to you've accepted to- that you're gonna get covid you know you no, are. i've not accepted it but i did go to the you know i'm like why am i going out you know i, I had to go do this other stuff to go out into the world you know as, as we were saying is it worked the other day almost no one's wearing masks at work and so why not go well, to the why, when you went into work right uh you know at the sirius xm building you did not wear a mask i Wore a mask in the elevator because there were like a billion people. In the, I, I, and I know it doesn't make sense, but there were like a billion people in the elevator. So I, I had the mask on. Um, right. And then I got off and I walk into Sirius and the first few people I saw weren't wearing masks. And I was just about to take mine off. And I'm like, I, I guess no one's wearing a mask up here. But then when I walked into the office, somebody who was here before me was wearing a mask. So I kept mine on. And so I did wear a mask all day when I was there. But then the next day I went and I went into the office, nobody was wearing a mask again. So, yeah, I didn't wear one. So then you take off a mask. Yeah, I don't know. It's, I guess at some point, it's like, what am I doing me, here? <laughs> it seems to me a lot of this mask stuff is peer pressure. In other words, yeah, right. you want to wear a mask, and then if people aren't wearing a mask, you take yours off, right? I, yeah, it's partly that, and it's partly, you know, I really do, like, an idiot follow, or not an idiot, but I follow the CDC. I have since day one on this thing. And right. if they were saying wear a mask, and other people weren't wearing a mask, I'd still be wearing a mask. Uh, but right. but they're, they're lifting all these restrictions. I don't know if it's following the science or if it's political, but this is where we're at. I have the feeling, and maybe I'm wrong, that the right-wing um, um, maniacs who were against masks and against vaccines have somehow taken over the uh, mental asylum that is this country, and now the, uh, politicians are afraid to keep mask mandates. You know, I, I when they yep. removed the airplane um, mandate, I was watching a video. I have the video, actually. People started cheering and applauding, and the the stewardess or flight attendant was walking around thro- with a big garbage bag, throwing out everyone's masks, and they were absolutely euphoric. Now, I would think people would want to wear a mask on a plane, but... Well, uh, they're claiming they have the greatest filtration system, oh, and they're catching anything <laughs> that's out there. I don't... 
know what that means, but that's what they're saying, that they are safe. Well, I hear at our office, you know, we're, we're starting to have employees come back. And many of the people who work on the Howard Stern show have uh, come into the city for the first time. And I'll give you some observations that uh, everyone told me about. Okay. Uh, a small group of staffers, Will, J.D., John Hine, and uh, Mamet, went back to the office on a Thursday a few weeks ago, and none of them wore masks. All right. Mm-hmm. Now, I wonder, did some of you want to wear masks but felt you were the only one and then you... You couldn't stand out. I wonder. Like, J.D., did you want to wear a mask and then you felt embarrassed to wear one? I was open to doing whatever. Like, I felt, you know, when I was in the building... Uh, downstairs and stuff, I kept the mask on, and then getting in, getting in the elevator, I kept the mask on, and then when we got into our like compound area, like there was no one hardly back there, so then I just took it off, and no one, you know, no one else was really wearing a mask back there. I was like, all right, I guess you know this is what you know we're dealing with. I'm not, you know, my office is a little farther down from everyone else, so I have that, uh, I have that luxury, I guess. So, but. uh yeah, I mean, I I have no issues wearing a mask or not wearing a mask. Well, I wear a mask if like I'm there's people like all around me. Like I don't like that. Um, but uh, yeah, no one was really around me, so I just kept it off. I mean, were man, you all social distancing, or were you? Uh, was there a group of people who were working together who stayed masked? No, we were we were mainly like in our little areas at our desks and stuff, I and see. so I wasn't really, you know, the, the, my only issues are in the elevators, and you know. That's a whole other. <laughs> like I got in an elevator to go to lunch, and there was a whole group of uh, people from NBC that got on to go to lunch, and they just crammed the elevator. And my 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 mask was on for that for sure. But uh, and what no, about no, no, the no. NBC people? Were they wearing masks? Uh, no, no, they were all None. you know. No, they were all living it up. They were you know laughing and having a good time, <laughs> yucking so, it up as Johnny. Yucking it up, uh, yucking it up. Yes, right, yes. right. Oh, the, the life's a party. You're kidding yes. me. NBC people, they just get in uh, the elevator and they're yep. just uh, having a blast. I don't get it. I mean, JD I is, get it. Is, is back out with life too. He had a dinner at Peter Luger's the other night. No mask, yeah. no mask in the Uber. So, so no, we were masks in Ubers. Oh. We were asks in Ubers. Uh, you didn't wear a mask. Or you I was did told wear you weren't. No, yeah. Well, th- someone might have been a little high at the time we were in, <laughs> but no, we wore masking overs. We had to. I I could have swore we did. You went but, to uh, Peter Luger's with who? Uh, John Hine and John Blit. Oh boy, <laughs> Blit was wearing a mask or not? Uh, in the Uber, yes. He was. Yes. And and you guys ate indoors at Peter Luger's, and you don't yes. and you don't wear masks. Obviously, you got to eat. Yeah, we got we had to eat. <laughs> so. Do they have any kind of spacing at the tables or are uh, a crowded restaurants? Not really, but like, like my back was, you know, my back was to someone. Um, but like I was facing this way. So I was really facing the two Johns. Uh, you think, you think you're with your back to people, you can't get uh, COVID. Oh, I don't know. That's right. just, if you I, just go back to yeah. back, Howard. I was giving you yeah. a picture. I was picturing, I was giving you a picture. That's all I was doing. That's all I was doing. Hey, uh, JD, on another note. Yes. I also heard you came when you came back to work, your lunch got stolen. Yeah, I mean, man. What? <laughs> Everything so, bad happens to him. So <laughs> over over the break, you know, I learned I learned how to use the Chipotle app, <laughs> and you can right. order Chipotle, and then you can go downstairs and pick it, you know, go wherever and pick it up. 
So I, I, there's a Chipotle downstairs from work. And I was like, oh, you know, I can just order and, and go pick it up. So I go down there. What'd you order to, at Chipotle? I get three soft shell taco, chicken tacos and uh, chips and guac. And a burrito. No, I ain't getting a burrito. Shut up. <laughs> Did he get a burrito? <laughs> no. Yeah. He's an idiot. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and uh, so I look for the bag through all the little slots that they have there. And my name isn't anywhere. And uh, after a few minutes, the guy, the the cook or whatever behind the thing is like, uh, what, what are you looking for? And I'm like, you know, I'm looking at my, you know, Jamie. And uh, he's like, I, you know what? I made that order. And he's looking through the bags and he didn't see it either. So someone fucking took it and he had to remake it. So I was there for another. Poor you. Minutes. Everything bad happens to you. <laughs> By the way, Harvey Leeds is on the phone. He went to the Fish concert, too. And tell everyone what happened to you, Harvey. Oh, no. Uh-oh. Well, so first of all. You have to stand in line with people, and you have to show your vax card and your ID. Everybody's right. standing in line like a cattle lineup without their masks. Okay, then you go in, and most people in Madison Square Garden not wearing masks, people passing around vape pens and joints and <laughs> sharing beers and soda. I'm wearing my mask. Of course, people are going, why are you wearing a mask? Because uh, I'm not a schmuck like you. So I was very conscious of wearing a mask. And then Sunday, I go to a friend's house, and his wife is a nurse practitioner. She says, you look like shit. You should, and I'm coughing like, you know, I think I have allergies. I'm sneezing. My eyes are, she tests me, boom, get the hell out of my house. You're positive. She then gives me the the overnight test, comes back from the laboratory, boom, positive. And I've been coughing like an animal. Oh, yeah, I have friends who have COVID right now. They ain't having an easy time of it. Did you lose your sense of taste and smell, too? No. No. Being a food That's freak, I am absolutely not. Yeah. But, I mean, I know more people right now that have COVID than I did in the beginning, you know, two years ago, where I had two close friends die of COVID. It's mm. crazy, you know. And these assholes, they make fun of you. What are you wearing a mask for? Well, how you know, did you get COVID I, if you were wearing the mask? Did you take it off? Well, I, I don't. I, I can't answer that question. You go into the bathroom. Guys are sitting there, you know, without mask, peeing, and they don't wash their hands. They go back out into the, the concert. <laughs> I know that I wore my mask. How did I get it? I can't answer that question. You know, right, did I get right. it at the fish show? Not certain. Maybe I got it. You know, walking down the street in New York, and some schmuck in front of me sneezed. I don't know, but I know more people right now that have COVID, and I know more people that are just not being, you know, uh, wearing their masks and, and being cautious. All right, there's Harvey Leeds. I mean, uh, there's Sorry the story. Sorry you're sick, Harvey. Yeah, take yeah, care of yourself, pal. Two years, two years after this shitstorm started, and I think I'm home free, I'm great, boom, I get it. I know two other friends right now that have it, and I know more. Of it. I know my, a lot of people. It's not. This shitstorm ain't over. How bad uh, is it, by the way, that, now that you have it? Um, I'm, I'm coughing like an animal. And from I'm coughing so hard, like my rib cage hurts. But other mm. than sniffling and sneezing, you know, it's not terrible. But, you know, I've been sleeping like a maniac. I mean, it's, it's, not, it's not pleasant. You got a fever? <laughs> no fever. Uh... You know, I mean, 
it's like having a bad head cold. Right. Um, but you know, it, but you got to sit around and hibernate for five or ten days. It's you know. I hear you. All right, Harvey. Well, you got mild symptoms. You're lucky. Uh, believe it or yes, not, sir. I have friends who are having it much worse. So, uh, all right, hang in there. Harvey leads everybody. Everybody loves Harvey leads with his fish story. Um, yeah. So you maniacs went to the fish concert, right, John? Yeah, yeah. Who'd you yep. go with? With Jason. Yeah, we were. Th- we went. I got. We went. I got invited. I got invited. I, I said no. I'm not. Uh, for, first of all, I'm just not in the fish. So, but we maybe, have other plans for you. Yeah, I'm sure you do. I'm sure you do. Well, what, 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 so you didn't wear the masks, and I, I, I guarantee you, Jason's got uh, COVID now. <laughs> right, Jason, not. you sound hope, like you, you sound like Harvey Leeds. <laughs> Look, I'm, I'm, I'm legit nervous about it, and uh, and mad at myself about it. But yeah, I don't know. I can't answer that question until I take the test. Right. Uh, I, I have it. It, it was a great show. Um, it's not I worth it catching COVID for. No, it's not. For. <laughs> it we went to two shows: th- Thursday and Saturday. Oh, yeah. you're kidding. No, good times. Great time. And we didn't, uh, we didn't share the joints though. We've not, the, one of the better things about COVID has been nobody's passing joints anymore, which is annoying. Every time well, you, Harvey you Leeds spoke, says people were sharing vape pens. Well, listen, I don't know what was going on in Harvey's area, my area. I had all my own joints and uh, I didn't mm-hmm. share it with anybody. Right. You smoked we were your own in a weed. private box. <laughs> How did you get a private box? <laughs> a friend of Jason's. How, how does he and get a, anything? <laughs> well, it was a friend I mean, of Jason's. You live the lifestyle yeah. of like a multimillionaire. I mean, yeah. I mean no, no, barely, barely. <laughs> Dude, I mean, you, you're like Peter Luger's. What? When I heard, I heard John ate a uh, a fucking uh, holy cow hot fudge Sunday at Peter Luger's. Too. Yeah, we, I mean, uh, I think that's going to kill him. All we right, shared it two steaks for two. May, may I clarify a couple things here? Okay, yeah. number one, yes. John, JD, and I all went to Peter Luger's. We had a very nice time. No one was wearing masks there. Uh, it was, we were distanced enough. The tables were not on top of each other, although JD, like a mafia Don, had his back to the window to make sure he could see everybody who was approaching the table. <laughs> yes, I did order the Sunday at the end, but I had, as you guys will attest to, maybe a quarter of it, if that. Um, John Blitt. Has a very expensive taste when it comes to alcohol. He got a couple of bottles of wine, uh-huh. um, which him and JD took put down. That's... Uh, JD was definitely messed up when he got there, and you <laughs> no, know, not when I got there. Yeah, we shared yeah. a bottle of champagne in my apartment. Oh, yeah, we did. And we had an <laughs> yeah, edible. Yeah, I, was a mess up. I was like, I was somewhat. I wasn't like stumbling around or anything. Okay, JD, JD, what's JD going on sure with you? I feel like you're, you're turning into an alcoholic, man. The way yeah, you drink, it's bad. <laughs> is it? Oh, bad? Let me quiet. <laughs> no, John, is it bad? No, no, it's not bad. Honestly, it's not. No, it's, but he shared a whole bottle of champagne with you before he went to Peter Luger's. Yeah, yeah, a delicious champagne. A couple hours. No, actually, we we took time with it. We really enjoyed it, and we had a nice conversation, and we discussed projects we want to do together in the future for the show. And then JD slept over, which was great. What? Yeah. So when you take JD show. out, you got to take care of him the whole night. Is what oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, listen, yeah. I'm not going to you know, drive him back or anything. So. I you got recognized going on, after? Though, with these expensive dinners, like at Peter Luger's, do you pick up the whole tab or does uh, John, do John and uh, JD help out? Oh, yeah, well, we, went, we went Dutch. Yeah, everybody yeah. paid their own way. Um, what did it cost the, you, John? Because of all the call- wine and... Oh, it ended up costing me a little under 300 bucks, I think. Wow. Is the total. 
But for what these guys drink in wine, I eat in steak. So that was kind of the trade off because it's not a cheap steak. But both of them, I mean, two bottles of wine, those guys put them down. And I'm (laughs) drinking, I said, keep that Diet Coke coming (laughs) to their wine drink. JD, how much wine do you drink? I mean, I knew you. You never drank, and now it's like uh, it yeah, seems like it's out of I control. Mean, listen, it depends. Sometimes it's you know a couple glasses or you know one glass, and sometimes when we're out, it's more than more than that. You know, how many glasses you had champagne before, and then see, how many glasses yeah. did you have? A Peter well, Luger? that was probably let's see. I guess what uh, four, uh, four, six. I don't even know. <laughs> Well, it's a bottle, a bottle wine. and a half. A bottle and a half. You, you had six, six glasses. glasses of wine after some champagne at uh, Blitz. Yeah, I mean, listen, it's not like, you know, there's time. <laughs> do, you get, do you take gummies also? Not that, uh, no, I didn't. I, no. You took uh, a mint. John Shea, you didn't have to say yes. Did I? Oh, wait. Well, at, the very, at the very end of the night, I and then I passed out. I he doesn't even remember it. <laughs> well, listen, there's so much <laughs> but happens. But he's fine. I don't, I don't remember. That's why I need blood. Wait, wait, JD wait also second. ordered a, a container of mints for me. He wanted me to get him some mints to take, uh, to yes. take home with him. Yes. Yeah. You're telling me. You had a, a glass or two of champagne, then you had six glasses of wine, and then you took um, marijuana mints? Uh, one no, mi- one no. mint. Had one mint. Had five milligram mint. Uh, Jesus, what a fucking animal you are. So yeah. he's on multiple substances, Howard. That was one night. I passed right out after the mint. We were we were back at his place watching Dumb and Dumber when I had that mint. So oh then we both passed out during it. <laughs> What happened to you? I mean, really, you were so vehemently against uh, getting high and Didn't alcohol. Didn't do anything. Yeah, I it just my my I I my mind opened up, I guess, and uh, uh, I saw things aren't as bad uh, in moderation and stuff as uh, as you know. Uh, you remind me of the uh, the late Jimi Hendrix. I think he started that. Way. <laughs> right, he said, "Oh, moderation is uh, okay." Uh, 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 uh. <laughs> JD, JD Hendrix. <laughs> J.D. used to yes. be so anti-pot that years and years ago, when, when we first knew each other, I lived in a tiny apartment in the city, and J.D. was over, and I said, hey, I'm gonna, we're going to go out, and I'm like, oh, I'm going to smoke this quick bowl before we go out, and uh, J.D.'s like, I'll wait in the hallway, and he just stood. Like, I, got, I got right up from the, the couch. Yep. <laughs> I stood in the hallway, like, feet away from him, because I didn't want to inhale the smoke or anything. And uh, What happened, yeah. man? You're like a full-on fucking pothead now. <laughs> not, no, I'm not. And J.D. Garcia. Where does this end? <laughs> Not well. <laughs> it's fine. It's everything's fine. I, I think if I like actually had a problem, people would let me know. I'm not. I'm not that crazy. But JD, you get I, I, I like, let loose, goofily let loose. drunk every time you're with people. I mean, well, you know, we'll it's, yeah, well, it's, it's not it's healthy beautiful. to drink six glasses of wine. I mean, my God, that's a it lot was of one wine. night. I don't, I don't do that every night. I'm not Johnny Depp or anything. <laughs> so no, you're I, you're I you're, uh, you're you're Blob Marley. Yeah, all right. I will say when you're out with no, really. Do you drink every day, Jason? I mean, yeah. I mean, JD. I'm sorry. Not every day. I didn't drink uh, the other night. I had a beer last night, um, but nothing like uh, that's it. You have a glass of wine every night. No, I don't have a glass of wine every night. John, he drinks every night. No, I think I think so. Uh, like a glass of wine or a cocktail or or a beer, he'll have every night. <laughs> Yeah. And then on the weekends, he'll have six, seven glasses. Yeah, of then he really tanks up. No. No. Um, no a and John, what's going on with your health? You ate a, How much steak did you eat at Peter Luger's? What did we get? We got um, 
John, two for two. Yeah, yes. with two steaks for two. One medium rare, one rare. One rare. Right. And I had. <laughs> and you guys, the one. three of you shared that. Yeah. For four, for three. We didn't finish them though. We didn't finish it. We did. We oh, had yeah, leftovers. Imagine uh, being a cow, living a great <laughs> life. You're growing, you're feeling, you're thinking, and then JD, John, and John eat you, and, and JD's mumbling about it. <laughs> yeah, it's all right. Mm. <laughs> Poor cow. What a waste of a life. <laughs> JD could shit you out. Well, when we're going to talk about wasting lives, there's a lot in human nature that wastes a lot of life. Let's go to Lori on our phone. Lori, you're on in New York. Hey, Howard. Uh, the show. And I'm going for a PCR test today. My home test came back negative, but I was there double math. Um, definitely, I stepped out anything. We have the worst uh, you know. connection. <laughs> I'm going to hang up on her. By I the way, I don't oh. know what kind of masks people are using, but not all masks are great masks. Evidently not. Uh, let's go to Mike. Mike and Marilyn, go ahead. Hey, Howard. Yeah, I went to all four nights and wore a mask, KN95, and came home That's on Sunday. That's a good mask, yeah. Yeah, but I came home and tested positive anyway, and now I feel oh, really oh bad. Cause, Jesus. Yeah, I know. I feel really bad because like, my wife can't stand the band anyway, so she's already teasing me for having gone. <laughs> and now I'm like, yeah, I got to isolate from you for the next five, ten days. Ten days. <laughs> But well, yeah, I'll tell you, uh, uh, me, um, I don't know. I, I always thought the mask worked, but uh, I don't know. Are people pulling them down to smoke a joint? Well, I mean, Howard, what's going Madison, on? Yes, Jason. Madison Square Garden, I don't know if there's any mask that could stop. And I mean, it is, it's 20,000 yeah. people in a, you know, in a relatively right. tiny enclosed environment. And, yeah. it's, you know, it's not like people are sitting there with their mouths closed, sitting with their hands on their lap. Everyone's screaming and yelling and, you know, spittles, and, though. Because I kept my mask on like when I went to the bathroom, when I was in the hallways and stuff, but like standing at the show, taking a sip of beer, you pull your mask down for a few minutes oh, or whatever. There you go. That's how you got it. One little Okay, enough. I got it. <laughs> I mean, Howard, you're asking about peer pressure. What happened? There aren't a lot of people wearing masks right now. That's right, I know. And when you're you know, if you're gonna go to a fish concert, then you're taking your chances. You know what's going on. At the office though, all of us are vaccinated up there. You feel relatively comfortable, but I know people who have gotten the fourth booster and they've gotten COVID. So yeah. I yeah. think people are at a point where they're just like, I'm going to get this and hopefully I have a mild case of it and then move on. But you and I, we know people who where that doesn't happen and you do get an extreme case of it and who knows what's going on with long COVID. Yeah, I mean, I have a friend that, um, you know, had been very, very safe. And then decided, okay, you know, he sees everybody running around. He made the decision to go uh, on a little vacation for two weeks with his wife. Uh, he's, he's, I guess, vaccinated, uh, boosted and all that. All the, he's up to date. Uh, came home. They both got the uh, flu and COVID. They both got flu oh, and COVID. Oh, dude. And, that's yeah, terrible. And they're, yeah, and they're just having a bitch of a time with it. I mean, the sense of taste, the sense of smell is gone, fevers, uh, coughing, you know, it's, uh, and then they sort of describe, they get over it and then it comes back a little, you know, it's not, it's not a walk in the park because I think that's what people think it's going to be, but I don't know. It's crazy. Let's go to Brian in uh, Florida. Yeah, Brian. 
Hey, yeah, I don't get to see fish shows anymore because of a career choice I made a few years ago. I got to stay close to home. So I follow everything on Twitter. And the last couple of days, Twitter's been blown up from all the people that went to Madison Square Garden posting their positive tests on Twitter. Like, oh, I got it. I got it. It was like a super spreader event at Madison Square Garden. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, what you yeah. don't hear. Nobody's reporting on that. And this was already yeah, well, a concert that was postponed already once from December. It was supposed to be in December, and they postponed it for COVID, and it apparently doesn't yeah. make a difference. Yeah, well, yeah, I don't like crazy. I said, I don't get to go to shows, but I just look on Twitter and like, this person, hey, sorry if I hugged you this weekend, go get tested. Oh if I was close <laughs> to you this weekend, go get tested. We know there's a lot of hugs to go around at the fish show, so. Yeah, let's go to Janine. Uh, Janine wants to say good morning. Go ahead, Janine. Good morning, Howie. Good morning, Robin. Um, I just, Are you in the uh, tsunami? Just, <laughs> no, I'm in my car. Hold on for a yeah, second. It's hard to... It's, I just, uh, Hold on, give me one second. Hold on. All right. Okay. (laughs) Sorry. Uh, I am too. (laughs) One sec, one sec. Uh, I got nothing but time. Don't worry. It's not going to go away. How's that going away? Can you hear me now? Uh, It's okay, Janine. Thank you. Uh, I mean, I'm done. What did she think she was going to do? Lisa, you're on the air in uh, Massachusetts. Howard, I just wanted to say I've been trying to get through for a long time. First of all, I love you, and I think you're sexy as fuck. Second of all, J.D. has got to get tested for nonverbal learning disorder. It's the same disorder Chris Rock has. It's similar to high-function autism. My daughter has it, and it affects your fine motor skills. It's one of the main things. You're socially awkward. You don't read social cues that well, and your fine motor skills suck, and that's why he can't light the lighter. He's got to get tested. I am positive J.D. has nonverbal learning disorder. He should talk to Chris Rock. Seriously. Oh, and yeah, sure Chris Howard, Rock wants to talk to me. <laughs> yes, Howard, you yeah. have something called this calculia. You can't beat yourself up about it. I thought, no, no, no. What is, what is, he, what is it you have? Sounds horrible. No, 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 no. Listen, so you know people talk about dyslexia. So when I was a kid, I was in special math. I just could not do math to save my life. My daughter's the same way. Oh, it's a whole new time. She was tested. It's a it's a type of dyslexia called dyscalculia. Howard, I bet you have it, and you could stop feeling right. bad. Well, you seem, Lisa, to be very good at diagnosing people over the radio. <laughs> what else have, have you found listen. among the staff? Where's John Hyde mine. When you have a kid who's got uh, generalized anxiety, dyscalculia, nonverbal learning disorder, you start to know your shit. <laughs> well, first of all, if I have the disease you say I do, uh, how did I get a, a how did I get a one hundred on the algebra regents in New York State? <laughs> oh, I thought you were bad at math. You're always no. joking around about. I'm oh, a genius. You, it's just okay, a joke. I, I put it on like a, like when I say I have a small penis. I usually have a massive <laughs> cock that would destroy your vagina. So, so you're a you're a math genius, but you really are so handsome, Howard. You got to stop oh, saying you're not. You are too kind. So no, I've seen so multiple handsome. pictures of myself in many different angles, and it's really bad. And I don't I don't say it lightly. I, I it is not fun not being good looking. Let me just say, like he was it. a leading man in a movie. Yeah, yes, I was. I was <laughs> a Hallmark so, movie. Oh, last <laughs> thing, last thing, yeah. Howard, last, last thing, I promise. I actually have, and I, I know I'm not allowed to say it, but I do make good money from being a podcast person. So it does happen. It does being happen. Being a what? Some great podcast. A podcast I do. 
I do oh, make okay. good money. Good. So there are All some right. people out there that do it. So, okay. but look up NVLD dyscalculia. I'm telling you, change your life. NVLD. This is what you claim. Um, my JD boy JD has. JD, has. JD yeah, do you believe you have NVLD? I'm I, I'm sure something is going on. Uh, but Listen, uh, you know, we'll see what happens. JD, I'm telling you because. I know people on the show have thought you had high-function autism, and that's what they thought my daughter had. She's 17 now. She's doing great, by the way. Gorgeous, funny, kind. But she has really bad fine motor skills. <laughs> and I'm thinking, I'm telling you, just talk to somebody just to see I, because, you know, there is You help. know, uh, I'm listening to you, Lisa, speak, and I can't believe you're making money in a podcast. I can't stand listening to you. I mean, it's... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> what a horrible thing to say, uh, Howard. Howard. I'm just being honest. I mean, you talk no. so fast. and no, no, no. It's, it's because, okay, here's how I talk on my podcast. Hi, I'm oh. Lisa Blah Blah. Let's talk about healthy living. Did you know that blah, blah, blah? No, it's just I'm nervous as hell. I love Do you ever you take so a long. breath on the podcast? Yes, I do. I, because, do. I mean, take I a do. breath, honey. I mean, Jesus. I mean, uh, I've been doing this for a living for over 40 years. I, I got to tell you, I can't believe people are listening to this. And my I name is Lisa. I'm the LJ. Howard, it's I too much. Listen, listen. I also have a book with Simon and Schuster, so I'm not doing so bad. I can I can slow down my speech. What is your expertise? Slow down my speech. I have a master's in public health and health education and health communication. Oh, okay, all right, okay. You got a master's? Well, who can argue with that? And I right, usually on my she could have learned something, Howard. Come on. <laughs> I, I, I don't know who's listening to this podcast. I can't take it. I'm in a two-minute phone call. I'm ready to jump out a window. No, it's because I keep being afraid you're going to hang up on me. <laughs> all right. Just calm down. All right? Okay. Oof. Calm down. You're an educated woman. Relax. I am an educated woman. I'm also very, very, very attractive. But uh, How attractive are I, you on a scale I'm of gorgeous. 1 to 10? Gorgeous. I'm gorgeous. Really? Who do you yes. look like that I so I can get worked oh, up over you? But always so this is what I don't know. I have okay, I'm 5'10". Go ahead. I'm 1'4". I'm 140 but I'm all boo mm. and nice butt. 140. I got I've got auburn hair and green eyes. Well, let's back and, up. Well, I'm a, I'm a, you say I'm a, you're a, a beauty, a, 30, a great beauty. 60, real boobs oh, yeah. that everyone thinks are fake because they're big and beautiful. So you're broad, you're broad boned, in other words. Um, no, well, she seems to be like a JD nine, not your nine. I'm a JD nine for sure. Well, uh, for if sure. I saw you in a bikini, would I see cellulite on the back of your legs? A little bit, but mm -hmm. my mm -hmm. I have a flat stomach, it. and I have the most gorgeous real breasts that you've probably ever seen. Really, like I mean, the face is uh, a great beauty. In other words, classically the face beautiful. Is a great, yes, I've got high cheekbones and a beautiful bone, you know, face, and I've got beautiful skin and green eyes and long eyelashes. Yeah, I'm very pretty. The slot, I how's the slot? How's, uh, <laughs> the slot's really good. I had a C-section. Oh, you did. <laughs> I'm like, what's her face? Oh God, now I can't believe I'm spacing out on her name. She was just on the comedian. She has a good pussy too, right? Yes. Amy. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, and Amy. my book is on my book is on sexual health as well. So I know a lot of things. I now, when you say sexual forward. health, so you're claiming you really know how to fuck. I really know how to fuck. But no, when I talk about sexual health, it's more about the foods that you can eat that are better for you. Uh, exercise, communication with your partner, things like that. Uh, it's, a, it's also yes. 
No, it's not. Wait, 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 no, 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 no. I am all science, Howard. I'm hardcore, fully vaxxed, public health, <clears throat> excuse me, research-based science. And I only included foods that What's have your, uh, word? tell me about if I went to bed with you, what would happen? Uh, how would it look? <laughs> what would go down? What's your go-to moves? Well, I'm really, really, so you don't like blowjobs, but I'm like insane. No, like I should teach courses. Okay. Then everything else. I'm just, well, what I'm do you good. walk in? I, you walk in what, naked? No, I like lingerie and high boots. Oh, I hate boots. <laughs> I can deal with Oh, you lingerie. don't like boots? I hate boots okay. on women. You hate lingerie? Oh, see, my husband loves like high boots. Not high, but like to my knees. So you see my nice thighs. And then I usually have, because my breasts are so great, I can wear really nice lingerie. So what do you like? You just tell me what you like, Howard, and then that would be it. I like, I like naked. Boots. I like uh, taking oh, okay, off. I, I maybe your... wear your panties, you know, and okay. I'll take those off. I guess yeah. it's not too much work. <laughs> you don't have too much work. I mean, and I'm just quiet. Not I don't. I don't look at me. You know what? I work all day. I don't need work when I'm in the bedroom. <laughs> My wife and I uh, did it yesterday. She gave me the uh -huh. go ahead, and uh, she walks in. She had on, uh, I guess, like a chemise. I don't know what they call it. Some sort of. Uh, Ooh. You know, you know what I mean, like a little robe of right. type of situation. And uh, she took it right off, and she's in her panties. And then I said, okay, time for those to come off. I mean, what are we doing? Let's get, we got to eat dinner. You know, my, Let's go. <laughs> you know, my daughter has a figure exactly like your wife. She's a gorgeous girl. But she's only 17, so I shouldn't be saying that. But, but you know, uh, she'll be. Let's not talk about <laughs> Yeah, what are you trying to we'll sell your daughter it. in this no, arena? No, I'm just saying. I, I, <laughs> hey, well, she has girlfriend. Anybody want this uh, underage girl? Uh, she's up <laughs> no, for grabs. No. Hey, boner. She, she, has, she has a girlfriend anyway who's non-binary. That's a whole other conversation. I have to call them they. Yeah. It's okay, though. Uh, I don't know. A I don't lot. know if you're that hot. I'm going to have to see a picture. What is it, Ralph? What do you want to say to Elisa? <laughs> There's no way she's hot. Could you send Ralph a picture of your penis? Then he'll think you're hot. Okay, I will send you. How do I send a picture? I'll send you a picture. All right. Can you get it to Jason? Can you get me her picture like immediately? Yeah. I'll get someone give her my email address off the air and get it to me. Can you do that? Should I put her on hold for one second and then pick back up on her? So give me her my email. Can I say the name of my podcast? It's really good, and you guys will all change your mind. Please. I don't care if you say the name of your podcast, but I'm telling you, no one okay. can listen to it. I've been told I have doing well, no, no, Howard. Wait, She's making wait. money. She's not making it's money. Called, don't believe I'm making, it. And I've, I've worked for, listen, I've been working as a content. Oh, how much money do you make? <laughs> Last year, I made 80000 which is nothing to you guys. But uh, no, that's, that, that's for, impressive, but I don't believe it. Okay, I can send. Oh, okay. So I have been a content creator for 22 years working in television and media. And usually companies hire me to do their podcasts. And I finally decided I want to go out on my How many, own. When you go in the bedroom, since you're such an expert, okay, you come in there with the boots and whatever your gear is. Yes. And then what, what do you do? You start blowing your husband? Yeah. And then, and then, I mean, and then how many positions? Yeah. What, 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 what uh, let me ask you this. Have okay. you ever like stood against the wall with your hands on the wall and let your husband fuck you from behind? That's the best, of course. Oh, you have done that. But I, mm. oh my god! But yeah, usually we have a dresser in our bedroom that I can bend over perfectly with a mirror. 
so we can see you're telling me on. you go into the the bedroom and you bend over the dresser and he sticks it in yes well, that's pretty good. As a matter of fact, I'm going home to do just that. But I had to You're willing first. to declare her an expert? <laughs> well, that sounds like expert-type work to me. <laughs> well, I was a professional sex educator, too, with my master's wow. in public health. And I, do you, know, you, usually people do say you ever tongue a guy's balls? Uh, if they want me to. I mean, my husband's kind of more conservative. He's kind of like you, Howard. It's like, let's just get it in there and get it out and... He'll right. go down on me. I'll go get, you know. But, yeah, he doesn't. He gets a little touchy around me. He's not right, like Let's Ronnie. get this picture. I want to see what I'm talking to. I'm going to okay, put you have on hold. Picture. Hold Howard, on. I already have a picture, actually. Oh, you have the picture? Yes, yeah, somebody no, just sent me you one. you got to let me approve. Oh, let me see it. Wait, who right. how did no. we get a picture? Uh, we, we've we've they know. encountered this woman before. Yeah. They okay. know me. Go ahead. Don't show them when that's oh. bad. Listen. Yeah, yeah. Okay. All right. I got to go. <laughs> no, you guys are lovely woman. What are you talking no, about? Lovely. Devil. What? Okay, what you devil. It's not a nine. Come on, stop it. I'm a nine. You have to see me in person. Okay, what picture was it? See, that's not fair. It was one of you, one of you in front of our building holding your book up, uh, like designing stop it. Account. Oh, I look gorgeous there. You you don't think that's a pretty face? It's okay. Uh, oh, listen, my. really. Listen. Uh, it's you're not Julia so Robin, Robbins. You, Robin, you're an attractive. I don't know what they're talking about. You're an attractive about. woman. You know how old I am, Howard? Looking like that? How old are you? Well, that makes. I'm 55, so I was 53 oh, oh, in that. Uh, there you you go. Oh, you're very attractive. Very attractive. Okay, I gotta go. <laughs> Thanks, Howard. How right, power? Bye. How power? I love you. I fuck you. Love you too. Good. Try to be more modest. That's all I'm saying. JD, okay? get that diagnosis. <laughs> I will. Right, you uh. <laughs> She sets Bye. the bar very high, you know. Uh, she's carrying I'm 53. On like, 53, right. Howard. That's Bye-bye. pretty good. I would never have guessed been? that. That's that's amazing. Yeah. That is amazing. You're a gorgeous okay. woman. Thank you. All right. Lisa. Okay. <laughs> All these Bye. beauties over here. Listen. With their nobody worse looking Thank than me. Thank you. Thank you, my mistress. There's oh, nobody JD is listening. very articulate, though. You, I, I disagree with her. You would have died to get that girl in high school. High school, I'd die to get her now. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I've learned in life, Robin? What? And I do this myself. I undersell myself. That way people are somewhat Ah, that's what surprised. you're doing? <laughs> I paint myself to be a two. And then when they see me, they go, you know, he's a four. And, uh, <laughs> and they're happy to see me. You're so funny. Right. But... Uh, Oh, here's a guy who met Jason at the Fish concert. Hi, hi, hi. How did you meet Jason? (laughs) Oh, my goodness. This guy's in the hospital. All right. There you go. (laughs) Well, I just think it's very interesting to me that, you know, if other people take off their mask or are not wearing masks, people... Wearing a mask, think something's wrong with them. That is exactly my point, Robin. That when the guys and women who work here at the show went back to work, if they were in a group that wasn't wearing masks, they all succumbed to not wearing a mask. Yeah. If there was a group of people wearing masks, they wore a mask. It's peer pressure. They all succumbed to it. 
But we always think that that just happens to kids. You know, like we talk about teenagers and peer pressure. But look at you wackos. You're 105 well, and still succumbing to peer pressure. I don't think my staff would mind me saying that they're all a bunch of children. They are. They, are. they operate on the level of a seven-year-old. They, they like to think of themselves as... Better. But uh, there you go. Well, uh, well, that makes sense. JD, go get that test. Let's find out. If, uh, wait a minute. You know what I was going to ask you, Howard? Because there was yeah. a time we were saying we wanted JD tested, and then you decided he should not get a test, right? That's or did right. he get a test, and you didn't want to reveal the, the I results? feel that if there is something with JD where he has some sort of disorder, some people are liberated by that kind of uh, information. Some are not. Some don't want to be branded with it. They don't want to share mm -hmm. their diagnosis, or they do. Mm -hmm. So I said to JD, uh, as much as I think there's something wrong with you, as much <laughs> as I uh, see you got problems, uh, I don't need to uh, announce them on the air. That's your business. So uh, I was advising him. I'm his advisor. So I, I said to him, Hey, you clearly have something going on with you. <laughs> yes, you can't just yeah. be your dopey. No. And because uh, he is, he's an intelligent guy. I see the work he does for me. He's very conscientious. He's very good at his job. But I said to him, I don't know if you want to be branded as uh, being uh, this, that or the other thing. So that was it. So it's his business. So he, he decided to... not to be tested at all or I he don't didn't know. pursue it or what? 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 I don't know what he's done, but that's his business. That's how I told him. <laughs> I just wondered. I mean, you know, maybe he wants to know. Do you want to know? Robin. Leave him alone, Robin. <laughs> I'm just asking if he wants to know. <laughs> Leave me alone. We are... <laughs> I've advised him to be left alone. Uh, he can do what he Leave wants. Me alone. We are... I'm leaving okay. it alone. All right. Yeah, but uh, you could probably suspect he's got something going on. Read between the lines. Look, <laughs> right. JD, they are very, very intelligent, I, I productive, know, amazing people who have issues. Leave it alone, Ron. So there's no, there's no shame in it. Leave it alone. There's plenty of shame over on this show. <laughs> you don't know what shame is. <laughs> Many of us are ashamed. We all have private things we don't want to talk about. I don't need this hassle. I filmed a cooking show with JD, and he was great. I filmed, he made a cooking show that's going to be released. What's, what's going on, John? Tell us about that. That's something not to be this. That was pressure. That was fear pressure. Well, first of all, <laughs> JD has wonderful chemistry, wonderful charisma, and he was a latchkey kid. And you I, keep I saying that. Yes, he does. Yeah, and he, he, I recorded him making a beautiful sandwich, and it was incredible. He was articulate, passionate, engaged. And it was his true being, his true self. And I can't wait for everyone to see this. Uh, when are you going to be okay. revealing this? I assume it's going to come out on the app, I hope. I uh, hope so, what's too. The, what's the plan with this cooking show of JD's? Well, it was released on Yammer. This is where we had the initial screening of it. And, right. and now I'm going... I'm, Would you they know, call it test screening? Is that right? It was a test screening. Yeah, it was a presentation pilot. It's uh, JD Cook's Sandwiches. And he, he just <laughs> talks about his love for sandwiches. And I, I think it, it's a great piece of information for a lot of, first of all, latchkey kids who want to learn how to kind of entertain themselves when they're alone. 
And JD, why are you upset when he uh, refers to you as a latchkey kid? He just—it just—he just keeps. It's like a, his buzzword. It's like he constantly says it every time. He said it fifty times while we were filming the, the damn video, and he keeps saying how I watched Julia Childs when I haven't watched Julia Childs ever. That's not true. Yeah, he keeps saying. Okay. He when he shared with me when we were in Los Angeles, I never how much shared he, with yeah. you Julia Childs anything about Julia Childs. I never watched Julia Childs. <laughs> Stop! And edits, uh, in, edits it into the video. Yeah, Julia a, Child or child? It's child. Let, let him do his thing. Okay, Robin, I, just, uh, I, I, I might start mispronouncing it. That's all. He said it so many times. One of the things I heard about this cooking show, Robin, is that uh -huh. um, that JD uses an inordinate amount of mayonnaise. I would imagine. These it was crazy. <laughs> I, and I love mayonnaise. And when I my fat days, I put mayo on everything. So I'm not judging but i've never used as much mayo as i see jd puts mayo on both sides of the bread yes, and both right. sides of the meat so wow. it, it was like four helpings well there's cheese you know cheese on top of the sandwich so you put it on the cheese and you flip it over and you do it on the meat and then both pieces of bread yeah and your special technique what you do with the sandwich before you eat it is you put it in the uh sometimes if it's roast beef especially i'll put it in the microwave um yes. But but you know the microwave that I filmed with was very <laughs> was very uh, <laughs> high powered and it ended up melting everything pretty much, so it didn't go so well. Jason, you've seen the show. Uh, yeah. Is it a hit? I mean, uh, people yes, are going to love a, it. It's a hit. It is. It is. It's great. It's it's watching yeah. JD making the simplest sandwich in the world was somehow complicated and complex. And, uh, I have a right. twenty-two episode pitch. We have twenty. Like no, there's grilled cheese. Dude, there's so many sandwiches you can good. You will change the world. You will inspire people right. to cook for themselves. I was hungover. By the way, we did this the morning after Luger's. After I had so much wine, we got up at eight a.m. I'm hungover doing this. Uh, well, that's when people make sandwiches. Okay. Well, let's go to Ralph. What do you want, Ralph? Hey, you know, getting back to this masking and unmasking and COVID and stuff. I, I mean, I, I understand people are anxious to get back to life and everything, but I, I kind of don't get. Like, there seems to be people are, like, okay with getting COVID now. And it's like, you don't know the long-term effects. I mean, you still have to be careful. I mean, especially, like, a concert. I mean, look what happened to your parents. I mean, uh, they horrible. were fine before COVID, and now they're yep. just a mess. I mean. Yeah, it, it, yeah it's real bad. And uh, I have friends who it's real bad. And there, I have some friends who have long-term effects. They just can't uh, shake these long-term effects. I don't know. I don't get it. I guess what you're saying are, are how come um, uh, guys like Jason go to the fish concert? They're not concerned about COVID. They take off the mask. And yeah, Jason at the beginning of the pandemic was one of those people who was able to get a COVID uh, vaccine early yeah. because of yeah. his pre-existing conditions. But, and but, now he's running uh, around hold on, hold on. Head, uh, but, throwing but Jason, caution to the wind. J Jason, how about easing back into things? I mean, there's a difference between like, okay, I'm going to go to work. Maybe I'm going to go to a movie theater that's not packed. But to go to a, a, a packed concert where you're bottled in with people, like, you want this COVID? I mean, because you're begging for it. Well, first of all, thank you, Ralph. I, I do not want the COVID. Uh, you know. He's got and, it. Uh, 
I, but but I probably, he'll, he'll I go out it. and try it again. I, I would bet. I'll pay you twenty bucks. You got you it, have okay. been out and about this entire uh, this entire run of COVID it, uh, with pictures it, of you without masks and supermarkets. So you know, I don't understand where you're coming from. A it, judgmental place. I've not so, gone into a supermarket without a mask on. Absolutely it, it, true. I have pictures it, of it, Ralph. I can share it with the crew as soon as I get them. They're they're two years old. Uh, but uh, it, it, that's not true. Lies. It is absolutely news. true. No, okay. I, it, Jason, it, it, but all right, but whatever. I'm asking you. This is not about me. Don't, 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 don't sit there and go. I, I, I'm not, and I'm not. Uh, don't, don't make it like I'm attacking you. I'm just like right. I, I don't get it. Just trying the to answer understand. Is, you know, and I, I, I understand, it, and it is a legit question. And in my head, um, I am being. The, the world is opening up. I'm going into work. And at that point, it's like, well, if you're doing all of this, you're in the subway. You're, you're, you know. And it's, at a certain point, you're like, all right, well, why deny then a concert? In retrospect, if I have COVID, I'm going to be very upset at myself. And, you, go uh, to a, you go on the subway without a mask? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, I think I was in the subway wow. without a mask. Yeah. You're a brave man. You I never knew that you that was is, a brave man. That is very brave. <laughs> you're very brave. But, but uh, wow. yeah, I don't wow. know, man. I don't know what to tell you. The, the mask mandates are gone. They're gone. They don't. Exist. I know they're gone. What does what, that mean? Though? We're talking about what you can do for yourself. Y yeah, your common yeah. sense is your common sense. Is your common sense mandate gone too? Because like, <laughs> seems to be. Ralph, I, I mean, I all the personal accountability. That's what it is. Jason right. made the decision to go to the concert. He knew what the consequences potentially could be. Oh, please. And he decided to worse. do it. You with the and, diabetes, you eat so much, and then, <laughs> then you order a big oh, giant sundae, and you throw half of it away. Well, <laughs> Ralph, I'm, that's, Ralph that's I'm glad you're not attacking anyone. Uh, <laughs> and I've seen the picture of you in the supermarket, so let's not call each other out, okay? I know the decisions <laughs> I'm making and why I'm making them. And as a result... You know, I want to live my life a little bit. I want to take some chances. And that's the decision. Why are you in the discussion? Nobody he doesn't that, want no. to do it. He wants to stay at home and because he feels he's protected that way. And I respect that. But well, it's, I respect it's when people's you, decision, too. I'm just saying, John, it just seems odd. I'm not trying to attack anybody. I'm just saying it seems kind of odd. That, that, I'm with seems, Ralph on this. I don't understand what, what lines people are drawing. And well, they Ralph, say they don't uh, want people draw it, a not, squiggly line, Howard. That's what right. they draw. They can't draw That's a straight right, line. Right. That's it's right. It's, it's interesting to hear this from Ralph, who pre-vaccine without his friend's restaurant without a mask on. So what you answer the question, Ralph, why did you go do that? It could, because the place was empty, I, <laughs> I put my mask down to have a drink or something for a second. You, you, you know what I mean? I was mostly masked up, and the place was empty. It, the restaurant wasn't open. It, it was, it, 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 the COVID was going on. Everything was closed. I walked All right, thank you, guys. Squiggly uh, line. So, again, you're, you're attacking me. I'm you're not attacking. About, you are. I'm asking a question. I, 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 I'm, I'm asking, asking you a question. What decision well, did you make? You you, you, I answered your question. You're, you're I said I, 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 maybe I am being silly. I'm not arguing with you on that. You I'm know, just, you know. Right. Thank you very much. By the way, also, who the fuck goes to a fish concert? I wouldn't go there if they were handing out $20 bills. That music is awful. <laughs> concert was awesome. I, it was you awesome. Wouldn't, you wouldn't go if, if, even if there wasn't COVID. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you go to by Peter the way, Luger's the MTA, though, right, the MTA, which is the subway, still requires passengers to wear masks. And most yeah. people on the subway are wearing masks. Why, Jason? So, Jason, you said you didn't. No, I'm trying to. I'm trying to remember. I, I'm trying to remember because I was on the subway uh, a few weeks ago. Um, and the thing is, I'm saying I'm not wearing a mask because I can't remember. But I did walk. I was walking around the city at one point with a mask on. 
He didn't have a mask on the subway, and you're supposed to. So let's take pictures of that. Right, well, thank you. All right. Howard, the other crazy thing is flying, because on the plane, you know, they just got rid of the mask mandate, but people were crazy. wearing masks. But you walk into the airport itself and forget it. It's just, you know, some people have masks, some people don't. They say that's the Petri dish, the actual airport versus the... The plane, right. it's just nuts, and you don't know what to do. You know, you're trying to do the right thing, but everybody makes their own decisions. And as Robin Anthony said, Anthony in Florida, it's just on the air. Draw. Let's go, Anthony. Howard, let me tell you, this COVID is real. I'm triple vaxxed. Um, I got COVID at the beginning of February. I ended up having a blood clot that ended up giving me um, the widowmaker heart attack. Thank goodness I'm still here, but COVID is no shit. I'm a band director at a public school. And, uh, you know, it's just, it's real. I mask when I go to work. I mean, I'm, I'm doing everything I can. Yeah. All right. Well, there you go. Not everyone's so lucky. That's uh, the point. All right, Anthony, thank you. See, he got a clot, and now he's fucked. Yeah, yeah. And my dad got what? COVID. He's 93. He just got COVID. Yeah. Good luck to him. Yeah. Thank you. My mom's a mess from that COVID. She got long-term COVID and really fucked her up. I, I think she's starting to see some light at the end of the tunnel now. She's doing a little better. But, I hope uh, so. It's been rough. You know, she just wanted to die. So, what can I tell you? I'm glad oh, McDonald's could help, Howard. McDonald's <laughs> helped. It did. I got to be honest. I, I never want to say anything positive about McDonald's, but I got to say it. It's fucking shakes. 850 calories. She <laughs> sucked it down. And uh, who knows? Maybe it saved her life. Who knows? All right. Well, there you go. What can I tell you? Uh, the boys uh, have a heated uh, discussion about COVID while being at work. Some people wearing masks. Masks? Seems like no the, masks? Um, the women who work for us are more sensible. I saw a picture that the women came to work and wore their masks. And Jason, you wore your mask when you were with them. Right. And then um, when you were with the guys, they didn't wear their masks, so you took your mask off. Right. The next day right. I was up, nobody at work had their mask on. Uh, so I was like, all right, I guess this is how we're rolling. No, it's how you roll. <laughs> yeah. You're not rolling with them. Can you answer a question? Jason. Can you answer a question for me, guys? I heard at the Sirius XM building <laughs> while we were away with this COVID nonsense that they took away uh, the free sodas uh, for the staff. Uh, in other words, it was a, they pulled a, a quick, a, a fast one. They, they, you know, we used to go to Sirius. Yeah. One of the things I was impressed with with the company is there were always free pretzels, which some people abused, like Benji. I thought he took too many. Yes. That's just my opinion. What was that word you used the other day? Hazer? Hazer. Hazer. Hazer, <laughs> Benji's a Hazer. <laughs> but anyway, uh, they, um, they used to have free pretzels and free sodas. And I thought, wow, that's oh, awfully and generous. And all the water, you know, like there's tons of water, even if you, you just drink water and there was coffee free. A oh, big coffee machine, Belter yeah. and iced teas and Hawaiian punches. Yeah. Lots of choices. So while we've been away, what happened? Uh, you guys returned and what did you find out? <laughs> I'll handle Go this on. one. <laughs> yeah. I heard you're really upset. Well, I walked back. I went back for the first day and everyone's vaccinated and it was nice. It was nice seeing people and, you know, you're getting back into the swing of things and you walk into the kitchen and there's a sign on the refrigerator telling you 
that there's no more soda. There are water machines and seltzer machines and coffee machines. But it, it looked like somebody went in there, took all the soda and, and put it someplace else. And I thought it was a great luxury. But I thought, as you said, it was a nice perk to have. And when you walked in and saw that, it was a little because, you know, if you're not a seltzer drinker or a coffee drinker, it was a little disorienting to <laughs> not see the soda there. I, I was I, I I was with John yes, when he saw I was with John when he saw the fridge for the first time and uh, I believe the words he said was uh, unfucking believable. <laughs> <laughs> now now uh, John, how many sodas would you have a day? Would you just have one, perhaps, or two? Um. Well, when I first started here with you guys, I had probably four or five <laughs> diet Pepsi's or diet Cokes in the morning. But wow! I weaned myself off of it. I actually started drinking more water. Is it fair so to say? Have... Is it fair to say that uh, soda was your lifeblood when uh, you first started working in the <laughs> it, it, it helped keep me going in the morning, Howard. I'm, right. As I said, I'm not a coffee drinker, but right. uh, but now I mean, it was just nice to go in there and grab a soda, you know, for lunch maybe or something like that. But to not see it there was just so disheartening. As JD said, in my comment, I was like, oh come on, really. I don't know if this is true, but I heard a rumor that all of the sodas were moved to the executive, whoever the fuck the executives are. There's an executive area, and it says only executives really? now have soda. That is correct. <laughs> yes. Now, is I went, that, Did anybody go check that out? I checked it out. And it's not even in an executive area, which is weird. It's in a common area in the common kitchen that everybody at Sirius shares. But yeah. then when you open the refrigerator... <laughs> You see it stocked with the iced teas and the sodas and the Hawaiian punches. And there's a big sign they have printed up there with a big stop sign on it. Stop. Executives only. Wow. Wow. I'm, looking at, I'm looking at the picture. It's got a giant stop sign on it. And it says, please don't touch. Executives only. And then it says in little letters, thank you. Now, let me understand wow. this. Because uh, to me, that seems um, like a, a, something that would be bad for morale. Yeah. Formerly everyone had soda. <laughs> and now you're saying only the executives can that has anyone said fuck this sign and grabbed a soda. I I declare myself an executive. Yeah, has anyone <laughs> broken the rules? Uh you know, I listen, I've always maintained you want a ginger ale? How about working a little harder and get yourself into the executive offices? You know what I mean? <laughs> uh, you know, why should, Is that what you say to people? <laughs> why should subhumans like my staff have any ginger ale? I mean, <laughs> what, now, now, who is an executive? Like, for example, I would imagine Jennifer Witz can walk in there because she's the head of the company. I think she, she can could walk get in. a ginger ale or a diet ginger coke, ale yeah. or even an iced tea. Yeah. Right. And um, I do know that uh, Sal walked in, and you know his defense. He was unknowing. He grabbed of a course. soda. There was no note, and he did grab a soda. The but sign is for him. Up. <laughs> yeah, the sign was put up for him. <laughs> but has anyone? I said, "Fuck it, I'm just going to grab." Who's going to know if I'm an executive or not? There's no police here. Now, should I take all the sodas and just hide them from the executives? <laughs> put them in another fridge. I can do that. <laughs> That's a bold a, move. I don't know. A garbage don't know bag and film with soda. You could be, you could be screwing with your livelihood. Like the, former, uh, the guy the who used to run this company, Jim Meyer, is in Bermuda right now. He retired, and uh, he's ready to talk about the soda controversy. Oh. Yes, yes, Mr. Meyer. Listen, Stern. 
We need to cut back on these sodas. It's good for the environment. Hold on. Pablo, more rum. Put it on the company card. All right, Jim. Jim says more rum. He's an executive. <laughs> That's right. So, I heard so of, like a Ross Zapin, I know they made him a vice president or I something. I think he has a VP in front of his name, yeah. Yeah, does he Does he get all the soda he wants? I would be shocked if he didn't have access to the executive fridge. That Could he get like, a soda for you? Maybe you just need Ross to go get you something. <laughs> I have to say, honestly, I'm not an executive, but if I want a soda, I'm going to go in and get one and just assume right. who's going to know. Well, you're the who's head gonna, of this organization, aren't you? Yeah, but I'm not an executive. They don't consider me an executive of Sirius XM. So, uh, you know, who's going to, in other words, what, do they have a camera on there? I don't know, oh, but I actually, I'm sorry. They put there up are... a list of who Hold is on. qualified to be in that refrigerator. <laughs> there are video cameras in the kitchen. I didn't know that. Is that right? That? Oh, yeah. I just got a note from somebody, too, that there is a security guard stationed in that area. We can't say whether or not it's for the fridge or not, but there is a security guard. Oh, my. We're working. (laughs) (laughs) You can bribe him, though. Offer him a couple uh, of bucks. On our phone now, if you want some answers, I can get them for you, is the CEO, executive uh, Jennifer Witz, who runs this company, who obviously knows about this. And let's ask her, Jennifer, what do you have to say about the soda ban? Great! Hold on. Pepsi, ha! Hold on. Blow me, Stern. What soda are you drinking right now? I'm having a nice brisk iced tea. Listen to me, Stern. Soda is for closers. Those fat bastards on your show were drinking this company dry. No, you hear me? Uh, So you're saying you're drinking soda right now from the executive refrigerator. Absolutely. Start working harder if you want in on this party. I'm washing my feet in Hawaiian punch. (laughs) 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 All right, Miss Woods. It's for winners, sir. Soda is for winners, guys. They're losers. You got it right. I'm taking a bath in Coca Cola. Welcome back to the office, suckers! <laughs> wow. <laughs> well, this woman rose to the top, Jennifer Witz. You got to admire her. She's doing a great absolutely. job. And she says, absolutely. And you could see. Well, you know she's what she figured out? These guys have all been working from home and right. they could supply their own drinks uh, during the pandemic. That's, that's right. right. Get your own fucking Sprite. Let's talk soda <laughs> when the stock hits $20 a share. You sound fantastic, and I love your oh, positive attitude. You, yes, Listen to and, me, uh, sir. Those losers that work for you are lucky I give them water. <laughs> oh, my. Oh, wait. Hold on a second. Here's your Christmas bonus, John Hine. I'll give you one sip of Diet Coke. <laughs> <laughs> oh, drink from the tap, you schmucks, and get back to work. Get it. Miss <laughs> <laughs> Witz, toilet for all I care, you 
fucking asshole. Miss Wits, I can see why you run this company. You got a clear vision, don't you? You're right. Absolutely. Are you kidding me? Look at that JD oh over there, Stern. Does he really need more soda? <laughs> and good luck with that COVID, Jason. <laughs> <laughs> and, and you're right, John Hine does not need to have five sodas a morning. You're absolutely right. Yeah, that's why the stock price not. wasn't moving. <laughs> oh, one more thing. No more lights in the building. Bring a fucking flashlight. <laughs> Let me tell you something. Nobody handed this woman anything. She worked her way up, and uh, she is a uh, very good CEO. And she says, in other words, if you want a soda, work your way up. And uh, okay, very Bring your what own soap for the bathrooms, too. You hear me? Bring your own fucking oh. soap. I'm not paying for that shit. <laughs> she's not joking. God bless Sirius XM band on Stitcher. <laughs> Sierra Miss. Thank you. Thank you, uh, Miss Switch. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, there you wow. have your answer. Get back to work. John, you're really upset about the soda. I can see it in your eyes. <laughs> Just got to work harder, Howard. I mean, what can I say? Hopefully, uh, one day I'll have access to that level of uh, refrigerator. You know, they know should they have were... a contest, you know, some kind of employee contest. And the best employee gets to use that executive refrigerator. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know there was a camera. Be like Squid Games in the office. Yeah, cameras all over the place. Yeah. Well, then listen. So they've been watching us all along at the fridge, so they know about John's habits. (laughs) I think John's the reason they changed the the law. This was back in the day, mind you. This was two thousand six, two thousand seven. I've tempered my. uh, I was like, this radio thing is great. They give you free soda and free pretzels, and this is amazing. And I'm uh, sure they saw Benji on camera scarfing uh, down 57 pretzels. They said, forget it. This guy's going to break the bank. Yeah. You know, in all fairness, whenever a company does something nice for the employees, like provide free soda and pretzels, again, there are chazers who come in, and they got to take, no offense, yeah. John, five sodas. <laughs> they got to take, um, you know, pretzels for, for later. In other words, they're bringing them home in their bag. And they ruin it. They ruin it for everyone. You know, I, I used to, uh, well, all right, I'll keep that private. But all right, there you go. There's your explanation, okay? Howard, I was That's just... Howard, I was just drinking the soda like a cup of coffee. That's all. And uh, I right, learned to, I don't want to be categorized as a chaza. I don't take right. advantage of that. At least I don't think I do. And I've learned my lesson since. All right, fair enough, John. We all uh, applaud your lesson learned. Again, there are chazers who come in and they got to take, no offense, yeah. John, five sodas. They got to take, <laughs> um, you know, pretzels for, for later. In other words, they're bringing them home in their bag. And they ruin it. They ruin it for everyone. You know, I, I used to, uh, well, all right, I'll keep that private. But all right, there you go. There's your explanation, okay? Howard, I was just, I, Howard, I was just drinking the soda like a cup of coffee. That's all. And, uh, I right, learned to, I don't want to be categorized as a chaza. I don't take right. advantage of that. At least I don't think I do. And I've learned my lesson since. All right, fair enough, John. We all uh, applaud your lesson learned. 
Thank you. Uh, there you go. Uh, John Hine, who says he no longer drinks that much uh, diet soda. She can bring the refrigerator back, John. Yeah. <laughs> That's what you're saying. <laughs> and by the way, uh, John Blit, uh, we look forward to your new cooking show you're producing with J.D., and we can't wait to see that. Uh-huh. Thank uh, you so sandwiches. much. J.D. cooks sandwiches. Making sandwiches with J.D.? With J.D. Harmeyer, yep. Right. right. J.D. Harmeyer. Yeah, it's going to be great. But in, in the company's defense, there is a plate that they give out free little chocolates and free pop chips and free granola bars. So, you know, that's nice. That's nice. Yeah. I like that. Okay. There you go. I didn't know that. Yeah. <laughs> I've never seen it. Well, look, it was a busy show. We learned a lot. We really did. Actually, we learned nothing. Well, actually, we did learn a little bit. We learned that people are going back to the office and they're all risking COVID. <laughs> yeah. That's right. But, uh, okay, I can tell you before we end the show, and there's a lot I didn't get to, but all right. <laughs>